The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, 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 hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell and Astro, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We have a fun show for you guys tonight. And uh, I actually like, like, Juan put a different, like, music for the countdown before the show starts. I actually, like, like that. That was good music, so it was cool. But what's up, everybody? We have a fun show today. Uh, chat room, we'll talk to you in a second. Let's first introduce our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell, to say hello with Astro. Now, Mr. Ron Russell, would I become your father? <laughs> Yay, everybody. This is Astro, my seven-pound rescue he's Astro, part, look at the camera he's, poodle, he's, he, he's half poodle and half terrier is that not the most precious baby in the world look at him look at him. he's hung too look how hung he is <laughs> i took after daddy honey. You took after, not that queen over there you took after me right honey one look, look how cute you. he is look at you so sweet isn't he cute his teeth anyway, are doing better too you guys we're having a good show today yeah it's going to be a lot of fun what's up chat room um, chat room is just starting to fill up. We want to say hi to Angela Joseph. What's hey, up? Hey, Angie, baby. And Teresa Sabin is in there. She hey, said, Teresa. Daddy's pimping out his son. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, never, never, never. First of all, he's fixed. And I think he's gay anyway. Because he kicks, he's constantly tongue kissing me. <laughs> yeah, he kisses me more than Jimmy does. Would you believe it? Actually, he kisses better than Jimmy. I, I want to tell you all out there the truth. Astro definitely gives better kisses than Jimmy does. Yeah, Astro kisses like 800 times a day. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy gives you one or two and he's exhausted. You know, one of those, I have a headache. <laughs> Angela says she missed us. We missed you too, Angela. I hope everything is going well at NASA. And, uh, what is she doing NASA. in NASA? No, no, NASA. She works for NASA. Oh, NASA, right? NASA, NASA, NASA. <laughs> I thought he said NASA. I figured she went to the Bermuda. We love her. So, Angela, you're fabulous. We got a fun show today, you guys. We have um, one of our favorite guests, Jeff Caperton, coming back on. And uh, he's a lot of fun always. And then we have Gary Private coming on, who was like a teen idol. And he's an actor. And he's a big, big musician. Uh, he's worked with everybody. And he's had a bunch of his own hit songs. So uh, he's never been on the show before. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Teresa says she loves black on you. I'm not wearing black. This is navy blue. No, it's black. No, your ass is black. This is navy <laughs> blue, you dumb. 
No. Oh, I can't take it when he's colorblind. He is gone. The, the guy, I'm old. No, look, him. it's black. You, it looks black on camera. But it's, it looks out, black in real life, no, too. No, no. If you camera. go out in the sunlight, it's navy blue. I bet it's not. Okay. We'll let oh, you go. You know, we'll he's always Mary Mary, quite contrary, is this big fat fairy. She says, beg your pardon. <laughs> no. What are you kidding? Kidding, kidding. No, Jimmy has to be con contraire. Everything I say, he always has to correct it or make it something she's else. She's colorblind, too, then. <laughs> no, actually, it really is. I thought it was black when I bought it because Fruit Loops over here next to me likes me in black. It's navy blue. You're colorblind. All he wears is pink anyway. That tells, <laughs> yeah, well, that tells you something about how butch he is. I do like I like. Of course pink. he does. He wears pink pumps and pink. No, not pink earrings. pumps, but I do have pink pink sneakers. I have pink everything. What's up, Mike Wagner Show? Just joined us too, everybody. Mike hey, Wagner Mikey. from the Mike Wagner Show. Mike, 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 Mike. The best, the best, the best, the best. We're the best in the West, but he's the best in the East. Absolutely. Right, Mike? Woo-woo. So we want to... Uh, uh, do let me do some. Oh, you want to tell anybody about anything you've done this past week? Oh, are you kidding? Look, I'm injured. I have injury in my hand, bleeding. Look at the blood, and nobody gives a shit. Look at that, all bleeding. I moved the barbecue. We bought this enormous barbecue. I mean, really, I could use it as like a roach coach wagon and feed people at the studio with it. It's so big, and I didn't like where it was, so I moved it. And there's a stone wall there, a brick wall, and I got my hand wedged between the barbecue and the brick wall, it hurt. It really hurt a lot. So the first thing I thought of was, who's giving me the horns? Somebody's got the horns out for me. Somebody's jealous, and they're sending me the evil eye. And whoever that person is or persons, I'm powerful, and I'm sending the evil eye back to you. So whatever you wish on to me, I wish back to thee, so mote it be. <laughs> No, really, I believe in the evil eye. You know, you go on Facebook and you tell people, I bought a new car. It's only the car crashes. You tell them, I just had a great haircut and your hair falls out. Or you tell them, my sex last night was great and you're, well, it falls off. But anyway. That's funny. You got to be careful of people's evilness. People really don't like to wish you well because they want that wellness for themselves, not you. On the other hand, you have people like me and Jimmy and Eileen Shapiro and quite a few other people. I'm Su Wong, my darling friend, who only wish positive to everybody. Because like Claudia and Teresa. I'm speaking rudeness. I know, yeah. Anyway, uh, we Italians believe if you spit in the wind, it returns in your face. So if you only send out positive vibes, you're only going to get positive vibes back. Every now and then you got an evil mother mm -hmm, who sends you the evil eye. But you know what? If you're strong and you do this, it goes back to them. So Diane just joined us, too. What's up, Diane? I hope you had fun on the cruise this weekend. We missed you at the Young Zuck birthday party, which, by the way, yeah, we Diane, to I heard you got drunk and you did a strip tease. You were naked. <laughs> and then what you did with that scotch bottle, everybody was just amazed. <laughs> I start rumors. We missed you at Young Zuck's party, you guys, Saturday yes. night. We went to Young Zuck's surprise 23 birthday party. He'll be coming on the show soon when his album comes out. But we had a really nice time. And I said to Jimmy, they're all kids. They're like 23 and 24. They're going to kick us old bags out. What the hell they wanted? We know Jimmy reps him. So, of course, you know, you go and your client is having a party. And I went there reluctantly thinking, oh, my God, they're all children. Could be my grandchildren, some of my great-grandchildren. And wrong. They loved me. I sat there like giving, you know, 
court. What do you call it? Was holding it? court. Holding court. And like a rock on tour, I was telling them stories about old Hollywood and movies and things that I did and things that famous movie stars did and all the crazy crap that went on in the 50s and 60s and 70s. They loved me. One fella, James, said, listen, my parents are coming in from New Jersey in a few weeks and we're going out to dinner. Would you kindly come with us? My parents will love you. I guess the kid doesn't have anything to talk to his parents about. <laughs> so he's bringing along the old bag. So the old bag entertains them with stories of Hollywood. We had a good time. Well, no, I'm speaking when I listen, when the matter? mouth does this, when the mouth does this. Doesn't matter because I, otherwise I would never get to speak. You never get to speak <laughs> anyway. I don't allow it. But when the mouth shuts, honey bun. They said then the pictures you though showed all of that. They what? said the pictures showed all that. What pictures? The pictures from the party. The kids loved us. They hugged me. They, these guys were wonderful. And the girls were just beautiful little girls. I mean, this one girl there who's gorgeous, she's coming on our show. Most beautiful. I called her Diana Ross because we almost had an accident with her going to the party. She was coming up the hill, you know, the Hollywood Hills, the lanes are that wide. And we were going down and she almost hit us. And I yelled out, oh, look, it's fucking Diana Ross. But it wasn't. She looked like Diana Ross. She had that big, big afro, you know, long afro hair like Diana Ross used to. But anyway, I had met her at another party, and I loved this girl. So I really got to know her and found out she was asexual. I said, are you kidding? A beautiful piece like you and you're asexual? Some guy is getting screwed out of a deal. She said, I can't help it. I said, would you come on our show and talk about it? Because this is a subject I think most of our um, audience will enjoy hearing. I'm sure there are people out there that have children who claim to be asexual. Jimmy's asexual. Yeah. Yes, he is. He starts bawling men with the letter A yeah. in the alphabet and be then Claudia goes down the line. Um, B. Claudia. B. Claudia I love just you. joined mm -hmm. us. She just joined I us. I love my B. Claudia. B. Claudia is one of the kindest, sweetest, very intelligent lovely lovely lady in germany whenever i get to germany b i'm taking you out to dinner you know what i want sauerbraten you know how i love sauerbraten somebody gave me the recipe and i screwed it up anyway i need real german sauerbraten it is so friggin delicious i used to get it in fort lauderdale when i lived in florida remember that german restaurant yes i love that german restaurant and it was a guy from germany that did the cooking he was his own chef but those days are gone. Now you go to an Italian restaurant and they put jalapeno in the sauce because people are Mexican or Hispanic. And Hispanic people don't like Italian sauce because it's not hot enough. So now the chefs are adding jalapeno to satisfy their palates of the Hispanic people. Only because, because well, California is like 80% Hispanic. Every now. restaurant you go to actually serves jalapeno sauce. It doesn't matter what kind of restaurant it is. They serve jalapeno sauce. Well, <laughs> I, I believe in about 25 years from now, California will be called North Mexico because that's what the Mexicans like calling it now. They call it Northern Mexico. And if ever California does decide to break away from the United States, then it will be a... Uh, what do you call it of Mexico? What do they call them? Republic of Mexico. Anyway, I like Mexican people and I'm not being condescending. You don't really like Mexican food though that much. Oh, I don't like Mex well, I love tacos with a lot of sour cream. <laughs> but I don't really like uh the, the fishy stuff. And you know, a lot of it is really hot, and I'm not used to eating yeah, we don't like the hot, hot food. It does my stomach yells. I just like Chipotle. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, my stomach yells Italian food, Italian food. You know, I live Italian. I cook Italian. I am Italian, born in America, but I'm an Italo Italiano. Oh, Dave Hughes just joined us, too. Hey, Dave, Davey. we don't have any naked women coming on today. No naked women. But we got a couple of men, so if you want to be a switch hitter, maybe they'll unzip their pants <laughs> yeah, and, give you a, and give you a, ch- a charge. But anyway. Um, I doubt it. You know, we, we all in this country forget that we once were immigrants. Uh, not us, but our parents. And it's time that we remember that, that we are not Americans. We are Americans through birth of nation, of, of citizenship. But all of us our genes, skin, blood, and looks are of other countries. And I, if I were born in Italy, I would be Italian completely, an Italian citizen. But since I'm born in America, I'm an Italo-Americano. I'm proud of it, baby. Anyway, I can't wait for our guest to come on. Where yeah, is he? It's going to be fun. He'll be here in a minute. Well, what is he doing? Roller skating? No, I, I don't know what he's doing. He's not, it's not supposed to come on yet. It's not time. Oh, it's not time yet. It's not time. Usually you talk. So what's up, chat room? Everybody, I hope everybody's doing good. Look at my injury. Good. Look, you don't give a shit about my injury. Look at those knuckles. Look at the blood. The fingers, the guts are hanging out of my fingers. Look, broken fingers. They need surgery. Look at those knuckles, Jimmy. Oh, my So we God. finished Hacks, you guys. It already went through the whole season. It went way too fast. We, like, loved it. Uh, I finished Stranger. I just finished Stranger Things season three now, so I'm just getting ready to start season four. Well, what uh, we're crazy about is Asian Empire. Oh, Bling Empire. Bling Empire. Yeah, I Bling pe- Empire. You it guys. is the most. I mean, everything I was taught as a child, they do. That's wrong. Showing off, buying, flaunting, uh, labels. Uh, they're so totally, completely caught up with Gucci and Versace and Balenciaga and every other designer. That's all they wear. That's all they buy. They go into Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills, and it's a cute little ring, and it's only 30000 so they buy it. Uh, they just they're... they went to a party and everybody at the table, like the lady who hosted the party, gave everybody a Rolex. <laughs> a, a Rolex for coming to the party. She's like a billionaire. They just <laughs> spend money like it was nothing. I mean, it's really sickening to watch because you think of so many people living in the streets in tents. B. Claudia just sent you a recipe for whatever it is you food. You know, you B, you about. sent me one before. And I don't think I have a where did you send she it? She sent to? it to me, I got it. Oh, Jimmy got she it. She just sent it again. Okay, now. you know what? I'm gonna make it on the weekend. On, on Saturday. And we'll see how it goes. And then I'll let you know on what, what kind of meat. You have to get a special kind of meat. Don't you have to let the meat ferment or something? Oh, I don't know. They said, let's see Ron's watch, please. Oh, it, it's just my diamond watch. My black face. That's all. My every day. His every day. <laughs> so what's up, everybody? We're going to bring on our first guest. His name is Jeff Caperton. And uh, I think he's he's in Texas. He lives in Texas, so he's probably in Texas. So go ahead, Juan, and let him in. Hey, what's up? Hey, guys. How are y'all? We are good. Are you in Texas? Yes, you are. Yeah, yeah. I'm at my office in Houston. And is that an Emmy behind you? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Is it very, a real, very old one. Is it a real one? Yeah, it's from back when I, I was in news. I was in news many years ago for, with ABC. And uh, that's something I won back in 19, blah, 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 something or other. So. <laughs> I'm here. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and super cool Jeff Caperton. Hello and welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, now, guys. What, am I allowed to? Thanks for having me back. He already knows you, so go ahead. You can say so. First of all, how, you you doing, how, how are you doing? I know you're I'm doing the, great, Ron. It's good I know to you're see in you. the witness protection program. Yes, I am. Now you're out. Now they know you're in Texas, so you're gone. Well, I said I was in Texas. That doesn't, you know. 
<laughs> no, you should. Sure. When you're in witness protection, I can be standing right behind you right now. <laughs> you should never tell people where you are. They have a. They have a. The chat room says they love your shirt. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Oh, hey everybody in the chat room. Hey y'all. And from now on, we need you know you need to play up that. Now wait a minute. Thing. You're from Brooklyn. What's with the hey y'all? He's not from Brooklyn. Uh, I'm from not Sheep, from Brooklyn. Sheep's no, that's the second guest. Oh, I got the wrong guest. Yeah, what's this, what's this one's room. name? This oh, this is Jeff. <laughs> oh shit. I'm sorry. That's why I'm doing these jokes because the second guy is a Ginzo from uh, Brooklyn, oh, from my okay. neighborhood. I got He's I, the I, you, protection guy. Yeah, I didn't read. <laughs> I didn't read your name, Jeff. I'm sorry. Yeah. But anyway, That's you're very, okay, you're very bro, handsome. Okay. You're very handsome with a nice smile. You're married. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. yeah. so ladies, give it up. Change channel. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, thanks guys for having me be back on. I appreciate it. You know, the last time I was on, we had talked on the phone, but we had never met. But you know, now we've you know we've party together. We've had you know wine food and song together Rob will even remember so he was at the four year stars melrose on melrose at the fashion house yeah uh yeah, red carpet uh, event he was valentine's there with, with his yeah. for valentine's day with your who was your friend well i know you uh, were with, my friend uh, tyler gallant showed up yeah tyler and, and my friend blake leon showed blake, up that's were, it blake both. leon so what i'm not supposed to remember you want me to be like senile no you're supposed to remember of, of course i remember <laughs> You know, you know what? When you live together for so many years, they start to think you think thoughts for you. That's why any marriage after ten years get rid of it and go on. You know, go on to a new one, start fresh. Because after ten years, they think they own you. They know everything about you. You're stupid. You. They follow you around saying you left the water on. You know things like that. You did leave the water well, on. Well, that's you know. Charles I'm a week away from my fifteenth anniversary, so I guess I got to make a decision. <laughs> Get rid of whoever it is. After 10 years, get rid of her. Okay, so hold on, though. I want to go back because we need to start using that in your publicity, Emmy Award winning (laughs) Jeff Caperton, because that makes a big deal. That makes a difference. Actually nominated twice. We got nominated a few years ago for a Christmas special we did called The Heart of Christmas, but it was for best original uh, song. So it wasn't really anything I did, but, but, you know. But that one being a newscaster, and I see an NCIS hat. Is that from when you did an episode of NCIS? Yeah, I was actually on the first two seasons of NCIS uh, 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 New Orleans. I was a semi-reoccurring featured something. I forget what they called it. But anyway, I was an ATF agent named Garrett. And uh, I actually had to leave the show at the end of the second season because we were going to Cleveland to shoot Dog Eat Dog. And I I wasn't going to be there for the last couple of episodes. And I was hoping they'd write me out with some big thing where maybe I got killed and the whole NCIS guys, you know, trying to avenge my death or something, but they just made you disappear. Just <laughs> <laughs> it was just gone. You know, I like fucking love it. They love your smile too, by the way. Be close. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, you. Have, you have nice teeth. Are they yours or dentures? Yeah, they're mine. Unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. They probably take, do the work take right good now. care of your teeth, right? Uh, I try. Yeah. yeah. That's why you have them. People that don't take care of their teeth oh. wind up with dentures. But anyway, uh, you're handsome. You're good looking. You're you're taken. You. So, ladies out there, turn your vibrators off and relax. So, so you guys, you can follow Jeff on Instagram. He's at Jeff Caperton, J E F F C A P E R T O N. Right. No and, space. Uh, and no space. And he does everything, you guys. He's been a, he he produces. Do you direct? I know you write some. You produce. Um, I did, I've done some second unit work. I haven't actually directed anything, but I've done some second unit directing just for helping friends and doing different things. But. Yeah, I'm, uh, I mostly produce. I do act a little bit, and I do stunt work. So I do falls and stunt driving and, and fights and things like that. So, 
Yeah, this guy's got to watch his Instagram because yes. he's got some good stunt yeah, shit. Stunt, <laughs> you know, stunt work is really dangerous. I I, I knew Burt Reynolds pretty well, mm-hmm. uh, right, Jimmy? And Burt mm-hmm. and I, in private, would talk, and I said, Burt, what's not broken on you? And he said, yeah. my, he said, my dick. <laughs> and I said, that's a good thing. He said, you bet it is. Otherwise, yeah, it a wasn't lot of broken. Women... It was just tired. Yeah. No, he said, he said, you bet it is. Or a lot of women are going to be disappointed. No, Bert had a great <laughs> sense of humor. But really, yeah. Bert broke practically every bone in his body. Yeah. He was always in pain, always, yeah. always taking pain pills. Yeah. My business partner, Mark Berman, knew Hal Needham very well. Uh, his family knew them back in the day. Of course, he was Bert's best friend lived with them for a long time. And, and, uh, I got a lot of those stories <laughs> yeah, from them back in the day, but, uh, you know, I've gotten hurt doing a lot of stupid things. I have yet to get injured doing a stunt. So fingers oh, crossed. That's funny. You get hurt on other things and not in the stunt. I get hurt bending over to pick up a pencil. I pulled my neck out the other day, rolling over and adjusting my pillow in bed. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> you sound like Jimmy. Yeah. I have all kinds. I do all those little aches and pain things too. Jimmy, Jimmy starts. Yes, I'm walking funny. Everybody's asking me why I'm walking funny, and I have to tell them, oh, I, you know, I jumped off a ten-story building and landed on a car or whatever. Yeah, but I rolled over in bed wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, somebody B wrote that you won something in cons for directors Fortnite at 2016. What was that? We did. Uh, my business partner, Mark Berman, out there in Los Angeles, and I uh, and some others produced a movie called Dog Eat Dog, starring Nicolas Cage and Willem Dafoe. And it was directed by uh, Paul Schrader, you know, from Taxi yes. Driver and Raging yep. Bull and all that. And uh, it was it was a we, we, uh, we had bought the book and developed it into a movie. It's a book by Eddie Eddie Bunker called Dog Eat Dog. And uh, we finally got that sucker made. In fact, that's the movie I had to leave NCIS New Orleans to go. Yes, shoot got that now. With. Yeah, and I uh, had to go out there. And yeah, got into cons at one of the directors Fortnite, and uh, and got a lot of really great critical acclaim. Didn't make a lot of money, but it got great critical acclaim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that brings you to a lot. Can of we money. see it? Can, yeah, it I'm still waiting for that big check, but you know. Can people kind of, see it? Is it like available, like on Amazon Prime or anywhere? It was that going, it, see we, it? We, we had a what's called a limited theatrical uh, release. I think we it was yes. uh, released in two hundred and forty some odd theaters nationwide, which is nothing. Uh, but it was only in theaters for eight days, and they uh, ended up on on uh, Netflix. It was on Netflix for a while. I don't think it's on Netflix anymore, but I know it's still out there on some of the streaming deals. I'm familiar with the title. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't I can't place it, but Doggy Dog. Yeah, I'm I'm familiar with the title. How was how was William William oh, Defoe? I mean, I think oh, that's awesome. How yeah. is William Defoe? I think he's like freaking awesome. Like he's William one Defoe of the greatest the actors ever. ever. He is William a sweetheart. I love William. In fact, uh, for the year, two years after we finished that movie, William texted me happy birthday on my birthday for two oh, years. How cool is that? So I, I was having lunch in Greenwich Village at a sidewalk cafe, and mm-hmm. he was walking down on the street, and he waited for the traffic light. And I yelled out, "Hey, William! Uh, hello, whatever!" And he turned yeah. around and he looked at me, and he like, "Do you do I know you?" He came over to the <laughs> iron railing where we were seated, and he began talking to me. And he just thought I was funny as all hell because I said, <laughs> "No, I said some crazy stuff," and he really enjoyed himself. And he said to me, "Good luck." I said, yeah, "Thank he, you." Very- he was the nicest in, guy. He, uh, he took our entire cast and crew. To a Cleveland baseball game, bought the yeah. tickets, hot dog, beer, yeah. paid for the bus, everything. He's for a regular. He's a regular Joe. Great, great guy. Yeah, I, I, I would do anything he called and asked me to do. I would go do. 
Did you did you uh, ever see Boondock Saints? Because I love Boondock Saints, and he's brilliant in Boondock Saints. I have, but it's been so freaking long ago, I don't hardly remember anything about it. Oh, everybody needs to go see Boondock Saints. It's freaking awesome. It's got uh, uh, Norman Reedus and Kilpatrick, whatever his name is, something Kilpatrick. Yeah. The guy he always does the movies with anyway. It's a phenomenal movie, so everybody should see it. So let me brag a little bit for you. Oh, please. Actually, I think the last time we had you on, first of all, we were talking about Poker Run. Um, yeah. And when we've uh, that's a John Schneider movie. And we have had John Schneider on the show before. And we've had Mindy yeah. Robinson on the show before. So yeah. you were on there doing that. You're in the Mark Wahlberg film, Deepwater Horizon. Some of the TV shows you guys you have seen uh, Jeff on Queen of the South, Corey, Scream the Series, Murder Made Me Famous. Eleven twenty two sixty three. I love that. The first NCIS, show. New Orleans, Second Chance, Who's the Boss, Mister Belvedere, Remington Steel, Moonlighting. Um, Just dated me. Yeah. Um, I know, and I did that on purpose. So, like, like who would have ever thought? Because you don't look a day over like thirty five or forty, but who would have oh, thought? Because Who's the Boss and, and Mister Belvedere and Remington Steel. That shit's like forty years old. That's from the eighties. <laughs> yeah. I actually moved to L.A. when I was 19 in 1985. I, I worked for a TV station here in Houston, and I got offered a network job at 19 years old. And so I packed up my little car and moved my butt to L.A. And I worked on, back then, ABC Television Center was over in Silver Lake. It wasn't in Burbank. It was over on Prospect Avenue. And uh, so we worked out of the Prospect Avenue lot, and they shot all, man, they shot so much stuff on there, the Love Boat and you know, all these different shows. And I started dating this girl that worked for uh, 20th Century Fox in their casting and got me a few just little on my days off and stuff, some little walk on parts and different things in those. It's very small little parts in those things. So I understand you're doing something with us. Are we, we're not going to talk about it, but I just want yeah, you to. Maybe, maybe, no, I, I want looking you to, good though. I love it. The idea. I, want, <laughs> I want you to know that I'm happy that you're on our team. Uh, because of Great, your, you. your no, because of who you are and your credits are good, and I feel the script is good and it will make a fine movie. A movie we need today. We need to laugh. We need to a feel yeah. good movie. Uh, we have too much darkness, too much murder, too many guns, too many shootings, too much blood. I don't think it's healthy for the young people or for most people mm -hmm. to to watch. So yeah, no, I love the script. It's funny, funny, funny. It's a it's a very kind of a dark, subtle comedy, but I think with the right cast, they can really bring the comedy out in it and, and make it amazing. Well, in selecting the cast, uh, I selected a director who is Italian married to a Jewish guy. So <laughs> we have, you know, we have, we need that in the, in the storyline, as you know. Yeah, yeah. And Lainey Kazan is considering it. She's lucky. I love Lainey. She love wants to her. do it. And we have a lot of other, and then a friend of yours who's a, who we like very much and know may play it. So I really can't give names out because we cannot do it until we come um, back. Yeah. Until but it attacked. sounds good. I'm I'm excited. You know, I want to get it rolling, and yeah. um, I think we could make so you a guys, good film because you put the name on the fucking. Uh, you can tell people the name. The name of it is a gift of magic. Lenny Kazan is a bookie, and I'm a and I play her husband, a mafioso. And the two of us get involved with a, a crazy Chinese, too much. <laughs> kind, crazy Chinese lady who gives Lainey a gift, and from there the story unfolds. It's yeah. full of it's full of humor. Yeah, it, you find the benefits and the curse of getting a gift. <laughs> it's it's all it's, no, it is. It's true. It's all about Brooklyn people. Mm -hmm. My characters are uh, they speak Brooklynese. They're all very mm -hmm. real, good loving people. You will love everybody mm -hmm. in it. Yeah, I, I hope it works. We'll see. 
but what yeah, you, it's got a lot know, of different ethnic things in it, but it really shows the culture of multiple different ethnicities that all lived in that area, you know, and in and 1943. Both. Yeah, regular folks, and as well as those who were, you know, how everyone in the, uh, everyone got along. In no the family one, business. No one, no one <laughs> in, the no, you know, in the family business, right? Everyone got along back in the 1940s when I was a kid. I never remember my parents ever saying anything about black people, Spanish people, French people, German. Never, 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 never. Mm -hmm. My mother would say the lady down the block or, or, you know, the woman, the fishwife or the big mouth or, <laughs> you know, those kind of nicknames, but never anything pertaining oh, to. Uh, yeah, it was a race related. It, it, there was no such thing as race back in those days. Everybody was all immigrants. American uh, people yeah. wanting to be American. Yeah. It was a little different I, in the South, but up there, yeah. <laughs> what you said it was yeah. a little different. I grew up in the South. Well, it was a no. different down here. But, forget, you know, yeah, but don't forget, I, I was born in Brooklyn, so I'm a, I'm a real northerner. And I only write what I, I, I'm a street writer. I write what I remember. And I think it's nostalgia and it's 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 wholesome. Mm -hmm. And it, it's and we'll get, have updates for you guys in and the it upcoming gets a message. Yeah, no, I love the script when I read it. Hey, not, not talking about my script anymore, talking about things in general. I think film should get messages out to the young people that manners count, elderly count, young people yeah. count, babies Respectful count, people. pregnant yeah. women count. You know, get up in the subway, give a seat to somebody. Things like that should be brought mm. out in films today. I think that the films today only bring out the anger, hatred, prejudice, and want to destroy, kill, maim, and make blood all over the place. I mean, I'm in horror movies, and I try yeah. not to be in them where they're bloody. Yeah. I, I turned down speckles of blood here and there. In you don't do, yeah, you don't no, really I turn do horror those, movies, though. I turned those scripts down. Do you? Yeah. You don't do horror movies. I don't know. You don't have any horror movies on your I've only done one. Uh, I did a, a very good friend of mine in L.A. and not related to my partner, Mark Berman, but my, his a mutual friend of ours, Barney Berman, uh, is an Oscar winning special effects guy. He won the Oscar for uh, Star Trek uh, back in 2009. And uh, he made all the creatures and the monsters right. and everything. Yeah. on. And he made a movie called Barney Berman's Wild Boar. And I kind of helped, you know, I helped with everything from build sets to, you know, everything on that thing and i had a small little part in it and i died a very gruesome death but that's that's you got killed the only by a boar you got killed by a wild movie boar? I've done. yeah yeah but it's uh it's not like a normal wild boar <laughs> like a really big one right yeah but yeah if you can find barney berman's wild boar out there somewhere streaming i know it's out there someplace it was actually very big among the horror film you know i remember people. that no i actually remember that but mm. i don't think i knew you then yeah well, barney is an amazing special effects guy because he brought all his skills and he had a studio at the time because he was doing all the special effects for uh grim and oh, so he yeah, had a studio at the time and uh so we had resources galore you know there so the the movie was much higher production value than, than what the budget was it was an amazing looking film it's really well, that's good. the way all movies should I, be. I do horror movies but i don't like them i was eaten <laughs> by a gigantic rat that was weird ah. Oh, that was fun because it got on the set at six in the morning. You know how studios are dark. Yeah. And there was this Volkswagen-sized rat with slime falling out of its teeth and red eyes. And I didn't realize it was there. And I turned a corner and I got scared hell. And I thought, <laughs> uh, this rat's really going to you know, work in the right. film. Unfortunately, right. it wasn't as frightening in the film because they lit the rat. They should have left the rat in the dark because that's yeah. where it was frightening. Yeah. But you know you yeah. can't suggest they tell yeah, you. Yeah, made it look more more real too, or more. Yeah. You know. 
So if you, if you suggest they fire you, you know that. Do you like horror oh, movies? Yeah. Do you like horror movies? Do you like watch them ever? I, I don't know. watch a lot of them. It's not really my thing. Although my wife, on our very first date, I took her to see. I don't know if you remember the movie Skeleton Key. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. Uh, um, Kate Hudson and, and all yeah. that. I, I took her to see that specifically because I was trying to, you know, get her to, you know, cuddle up. Right, and, to, to, to grab you. <laughs> you know, to scream and, and, and hug you. you know, so. <laughs> You're a sneak. 15 years next week. <laughs> there you go. So how did, I want to know, so like, because I went down your IMDb and I was like looking on it all. And, it, and how, how did you get, how, how did you get to be yourself at the Emmy Awards twice? Oh, uh, we, uh, we were invited. I got, uh, I had a, I had a, well, I had a show that was nominated one year, and then uh, the next year we were a, a good friend of mine's show was nominated for like five, and so he invited me to come with them. So we got to go. I mean, I wasn't on stage; I was just there. But you get a credit for that on IMDb. Yeah, hey, that's freaking cool. <laughs> I know. The credit. It was a lot of fun because uh, the the. Uh, uh, my wife had never been to anything like that. I went to the Oscars back in uh, oh God, when I was here. It was like early '90s, I think. And, and my wife had never been to anything like that. And you know, so she's she's from Golden, Colorado. You know, a little mountain girl. And and she said, "What do I need to do?" I said, "Well, imagine the most formal prom or cotillion or whatever." She was a shorty girl, so she understood proms and cotillions and all that stuff. And multiply it by a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, I actually hired a, uh, hired someone to take her out and help her get a dress and the shoes. And, and I had, there's a makeup guy here in Houston that does a lot of work in LA over on uh, uh, Rodeo Drive. He, he's back and forth quite a bit. There's certain actors that actually fly him all over the country to come do their eyebrows and different things. And I had Edward come out and do her hair and makeup, you know, for the, for the deal and everything. And I mean, a big I, deal. It was nuts because I was down in the lobby of the hotel. We were staying at the uh, at the Ritz Carlton right next door to the uh, Staples Center where the show was. And so all the different shows are downstairs interviewing people and doing different things. And I went down to the lobby to get Starbucks. I was coming back up to the room and I passed my wife on the elevator and did not on the escalator. Didn't even and know did not recognize. <laughs> well, that's, that's good because, you know, a lot of men would say to their wives, change your hair color. I want you to be a redhead. So I feel like I'm in bed with a different woman. So no, really, it was yeah. years ago. That was a standard joke. You know, women, yeah, yeah. women in my day, as they grew gray, they grew blonde, of course. They never mm -hmm. got gray hair. So the husband would say, you know, for it's years, I, for years, I was banging a brunette. Now I'm banging a blonde. So it's the same woman, <laughs> but, you know. I love it though. So, so what are your favorite kinds of movies? Like you're in, you do a lot of action kind of shit. Like you do. I action. do. I like the action stuff. I produced a, a kids movie for for uh, uh, this last summer. Um, that was a, I'd never done a kids movie or really anything with kids, and I did this. It was a hilarious. It's gonna be really really funny. It's still in post production right now, but it's called Wonder London, and it's a little kids fantasy action adventure. So there's you know there's magic and floating around and magic spells and things like that. But it's got Vivica A. Fox. Uh, Taryn Manning, uh, Shana Campbell, a bunch of a bunch of, and just, it's just absolutely hilarious. Uh, Cousin Tommy from, uh, um, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Paul Harvey, not Paul Harvey. Uh, Steve Harvey's radio show is in it. Absolutely hilarious, funny. Eighty percent of my cast was under fourteen. Never dealt with that before. We had a dog. I never dealt with that before, but had a great time with that. I had more fun than I thought I would have. I really enjoyed doing it, and. Uh, but no, yeah, I like action adventure stuff. If you look on there, I play cop a lot. I'm a, a cop a lot. <laughs> I've been. It's, I've That's been, like him. He's a mobster. If it has initials, I've been it. NCIS, uh, 
FBI, ATF, uh, you know, FBI, anything that's got initials, I've been at at some point. I've been an LA cop, a Dallas cop, a New Orleans cop, a New York City cop, uh, you know. Actually, Taryn Manning is very cool. We had her on the show, and she actually lives here in Palm Springs. Yeah, she lives there in Palm Springs. Yeah, Yeah. she's actually a friend of mine now. We actually made friends on that show. We, uh, her ride taking her, we were shooting out at a ranch, and her ride taking her back to the city, uh, to the airport was like three hours late. We sat in in, in her trailer talking and just became really, really good friends. And I got to hang out with her a little bit back in February when I was out there for the Super Bowl. So uh, I love Taryn. She's, yeah, she's amazing. She's super nice. You know, she's a now, really what, famous singer. I mean, question. Like, she's people, like a really good singer. People mm-hmm. want to know, living an exciting life in L.A., what made you move to Texas? Well, I grew up here and I moved to L.A., you know, back then when I was 19 and 19, whatever. And uh, but when I lost that job a few years later because Disney uh, bought ABC and then Capital Cities ramp up to sell it, they did all this cutting and did all these things. And I lost my job. And because I was in my early 20s and living in L.A., I had about eight cents in savings. So I had really had like 30 days to find another <laughs> job, you know, and ended up coming back to Texas, went back to school, became a paramedic and a firefighter for a while and did a few things. And then but I stayed in touch with a lot of my friends out there. I used to go to the comedy clubs a lot. So I had a lot of comedians who were friends and I stayed in touch with them. And uh, about 20 years ago, a couple of the comedians and I started doing some little short films and funny little stuff together. And next thing I knew, you know, I was back in the business. So, so you like living in Texas? I do, and I can I, I can live here a lot nicer than I can live out there. Okay. <laughs> you well, know? That's, that's for sure. Where yeah. t- where about where I can generally get a round trip ticket to L.A. You know, for well until all this craziness for about two fifty or three hundred dollars. Now, when I was out there last week, I paid twelve hundred dollars for my plane ticket, but it's uh, insane. It's but generally it's insane. very easy to get back and forth. Plus, I can get to New Orleans, Atlanta, New York, Miami, you know, I can get get anywhere in the country in, in a half a day. Yeah, where, whereabouts are you in, whereabouts are you in Texas? I'm in Houston. Houston. Oh, I love Houston. Yeah, and we're in far northwest. I'm only about two, two hours from Austin. Houston is a nice, clean little city. It is. It's a nice place. It's home. Do you know where the Alamo is? No, San Antonio. Oh, San Antonio. San Antonio. Okay. Uh, another favorite place of mine. You know, mm-hmm. I go cross country a lot by car because I love to drive. Years ago, not anymore. And I, and my favorite stops were Houston and mm-hmm. San Antonio. And I love San Antonio to eat along the canal. It's so mm-hmm. pretty and so picturesque, so hot, humid. But uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I shot a movie there last fall, and it was uh, love it there. Yeah, beautiful, stupid Te- hot. <laughs> now, what what a house that's in Texas for like say three hundred thousand is three million in uh, L.A. Yeah, <laughs> it's really now, sad. Our- you Our prices are starting to go up, but when people come to visit and they see my home, they think it's a multi-million dollar home, and it's it's by no means, <laughs> not even close. Right. And, uh, you know, so it's, and especially when friends come from like uh, uh, New York City, they're just astounded. But our, our our prices are starting to go up now, especially with everybody from California moving out here all of a sudden. I know. There's such an exodus to yeah. Texas. Every, so many people. We have, I won't mention their name, but a very famous soap opera star actually the king of all soap operas, he and his wife want to sell in LA now, move to Texas. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, asked, and what no, I asked, I asked why, there. I asked why Texas. He said, because it's a Republican state. I thought, <laughs> okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yes. That's, that's a reason, I guess. Well, I mean, the, the quality of life is just, you know, amazing. You don't have that great LA weather, but you've got, you know, these people are out there are finding out if they can sell their two bedroom, one bath 
home for $2 million <laughs> and moved here and for $2 million, you know, buy an estate. Right, <laughs> you know, right, so right, right, also right, they're right. in a 10,000 square foot house with a pool, you know, pool and everything. Right. Have you ever heard? And, have you heard of Pilot Point, Texas? Yeah. Is that far from Houston? Um, I'm not sure exactly where it is. I actually think it's up. Uh, I think it's down on the coast somewhere, maybe around Beaumont or Port Arthur. Okay. Why are we shooting it up? I'm really sure. Sure. We're, we're doing a movie, and and now I I think that you you could be maybe I could get you involved in that because we're going to be doing right, a movie. Right. We're going to be doing a movie in Pilot Point. It's a horror movie, so like you'd be in another horror movie, and it's going to be an right. icon. It's going to be an iconic horror movie. I can't say too am, much. Am I in that one? Yeah, you're in it. See, it pays to play with. The, no, I'm telling you, sleep with the producer. You get so many jobs. There you go. <laughs> and actually, the movie came out of one of the guests that we had on the show. And oh, uh, yeah, and and I was. Uh, asked in not because of him he he asked no no he, he asked I, I told, for me. uh so well anyway we're gonna have a bunch of icons from the 80s and 90s you know in this film it's a horror oh, film fun, and fun. uh we've already got like eight or ten big people committed to it and nice. uh and so we're putting I know, together one, now. I know, I know the one you're talking about he's talking about a good movie oh i could probably get him actually we could probably get him who eric is trying he's, yeah. he's, he's doing a lot of stuff right now yeah, I he's still, doing all my friends stuff. have worked with him I'm the only one I know that hasn't worked with him yet. And I loved that chip show when I was a kid. Oh, he's a really there. nice guy. I met him at a convention in Florida things, yeah. years ago. And he, so he's on my Jimmy Star is the shit video series. <laughs> and uh, except for that, he wouldn't say Jimmy Star is the shit. Cause he said, I'm a policeman, you know, now. And I can't, I don't want to say it. So he no, said, I hate it. so he said, Jimmy Star is the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> but he was super nice. Like, you know, he's really, oh, yeah. really I, nice. That's what everybody okay. tells me. That's why I want to meet him because you know, you, I like it when I meet you know heroes or people that I'm, I'm fond of, and they turn out to be great folks. Uh, yeah. You know, I can't I imagine it when it's the other way around. I met, I just worked with an actor, a very big name. I won't say his name, but an A-list actor on a film. Just uh, just shot my scenes a couple, well, two weeks ago while I was out there, and uh, man. Don't want. To, I will never work with that guy again. I'll never even walk into the same room with him again. <laughs> if I walk into a room and he's in there, I'm walking right back out. Just there you go. I feel yeah, that way no, about. I don't it. understand why people want to be that way. I would not want to be known as that kind of guy. No, I've I've been on set. Yeah. Where I have been instructed, do not speak to the star. Yeah. And I say fuck you. And the first <laughs> thing I do, I don't care if I get no, I don't care if I get thrown off. The, look, listen, I made a movie with Sophia Loren, 1959. Mm -hmm. I played a soldier. Mm -hmm. Do not go near Sophia Loren or Tab Hunter or uh, Barbara Nichols or George mm -hmm. Sanders. They told yeah. us the whole important cast. I went over and sat down next to Sophia in George Sanders' strap chair. Mm -hmm. They came over to me and they said, "Hey, soldier, up." And Sophia looked and said, no, let him stay because I had spoken to her already. I mm -hmm. spoke in Italian and she said to me, your Italian is as bad as my English. So we, <laughs> bond, we bonded. Right. Uh, Sophia Loren is a decent human being and a kind mm -hmm. woman. But there, like, we have a very good friend of ours who has worked with J-Lo and mm -hmm. hates J-Lo because J-Lo tells people you're not to look her in the eye, you're mm -hmm. not to speak to her, and you're not to go anywhere near her. Yeah, I mean J Lo is a Puerto Rican from New York who had shit, yeah. and who the yeah. fuck does she think she is now? Right. But a big ass, but a big ass broad that when she's she's not gonna be on this show anytime soon. But yeah, <laughs> so wait a minute, you know that big ass of hers when she's fifty, she's not gonna. Now. Well, yeah, when she's it's just gonna six, be a big ass. <laughs> when, when she's sixty-five and that ass is down to her ankles, she's not gonna be so happy about it. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> and I didn't even say anything to him. I went up, I said my line and turned around and walked away and then just got my head ripped off. And I'm like, okay, but you know, and I've worked with a number of people who, you know, and you know, the crew even warned me, before, you know, beforehand, everybody on the crew said, just watch these guys, you know, all over That's the horrible. That's yeah, really but, horrible. Um, and, but then I was warned, I did a movie a couple of years ago, with not a movie, it's actually a Hulu series with uh, Sean Penn called The First. And everybody warned me, watch out for Sean Penn. He's horrible to work with. They're going to hate it. He's going to be rude to you and mean to you and whatever. We had this long, horrible scene where we're supposed to be in a congressional office building and we're walking down this long marble hallway while we're talking. And then we go through a door and down some stairs. Horrible, long scene. You know, one of those those Aaron Sorkin, you know, walking forever <laughs> with 500 things going on simultaneously scenes. And uh, and we had to do it about a million times because I will say this, he didn't know his lines, but I will also say this, he had a hell of a lot more lines than I did to learn. So, but uh, but we were going, we had to keep doing it over because he kept, he kept messing it up. And I messed it up a couple of times too. But in part of the scene, we, you know, and it was getting late and we were doing it over and over going. He was not, he was opening doors for me and asking me how I was and what I did and where I lived and that he was as nice as he could be. And I, I really didn't expect to like him and I was prepared not to like him. And, uh, but he couldn't have been nicer. I think well, you always it's the same, have to. same thing with Betty Davis. I was warned, be careful of Betty Davis. Don't be friendly with her. She's not really very nice. Bullshit. I became her friend. I went to her house for parties. We knew each other until she went to England, Paris and died. Mm -hmm. Betty Davis didn't like phonies. If you kissed her ass and flattered her, she threw up. She <laughs> liked me because I cursed. She loved the word fuck. Betty Davis used fucking, <laughs> no, every other word was fuck. I can see I that. Go, I, wait, I go to her apartment. Guess what her apartment number was? 4F. <laughs> so of course I had to say something. I said, Betty, how apropos, you're living in an apartment, four fucks. She said, yes, darling, 4X. With that, she inhaled a cigarette and drank scotch at the same time. Never got <laughs> I never got over how anyone could do that. It was yeah. a talent. And Betty Davis was probably the sweetest, the nicest, funny lady. She loved dirty jokes. She was so far from what people said. She was evil and mean and, and, and not true. Not true at all. I think that I think it just kind of depends because I think everybody has different experiences. No, Raquel Welch is not nice. You know, Raquel Welch, Betty Davis hated her. Yeah. A lot of people don't like her. I don't like yeah. Raquel Welch because we I invited her on our show. And you know what she said? Yeah. I will never, never go on, on your show. show. <laughs> oh, well. You know, bitch. I met her one time. She came into ABC to do a Good Morning America interview. And she was reasonably nice. I mean, you know, we didn't spend a lot of time together, but she was reasonably nice. But it's also, you know, it was four o'clock in the morning because, you know, Good Morning America is done on the East Coast yes. and we were on the West Coast. But she had to come in at 4 a.m. to get in hair and makeup to do her, her Good Morning America bit. So, you know, she wasn't in the greatest of moods either. But no, but Lara Spence is on ABC Good Morning and she grew up in my house. She's my daughter Leslie's best and dearest oh. friend is Lara Spencer. So I know, but I mean, I know we, you know, we interview is talk among ourselves. And an actor is stupid if they get in our hair because we spread the word to each <laughs> other. No, we do. I have been yeah. called up and said, so-and-so is coming on your show. Don't do this. Don't say that. I didn't got in trouble. And my feelings uh -huh. are, listen, if you can't be honest on our show, get the yeah. fuck off. Yeah. You know, we're, not, we're not scripted. We're not scripted. <laughs> we are a convers... No. Je, 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 listen, we are a conversation show. 
and we say whatever we want. We're unscripted and unfiltered, and that's what makes us the number one show for all these years. Emmy nominated, all that bullshit, bullshit. We don't do like everybody else. We don't tell you what to say or what questions we're going to ask you. You have no idea what I'm going to throw at you. And the beautiful thing is the spontaneity. Mm-hmm. And if you're a smart, clever host, you know how to throw it back. And that's mm-hmm. what makes a good show. And you're yeah. a good host. I'm happy oh, with you. you. Well, you're a talker. You're a storyteller. And you know how to throw it back. So you're easy work. Yeah. I've had people on where I want to kill myself. <laughs> I because believe that. They just do, no. uh-huh, uh-huh. What I like about you, Ron, is you're exactly the same in person, though. You're standing in the room talking to you. You're exactly, your conversation, everything you do is exactly just like it is on the show. It's, no, uh, if you give me a script, I act. But if I'm yeah. doing this show, I'm me. Why? Yeah, you're exactly you. I sell me, and Jimmy <laughs> sells himself. Don't you yeah. sell yourself when you're you? I try to. I mean, you have to. <laughs> Nobody likes when you're you and you're full of shit. And you have airs and you talk, oh, well, you know, and you put on the Ritz and all that crap. People don't like that. People want to know who is Ron Russell. This is Ron. He's got a dirty mouth. He's a little nuts. He's an old man. He's crazy. But he's funny. We like him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't hurt anybody. He doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah, no. And that's what makes movies. And you're honest and you're down. To, you talked about real estate and homes and prices. I like that. No, really. A lot of, a lot of celebrities won't do that. We actually had Donna Mills on last week, though, and she even publicly told everybody she's 81. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was actually, I'm, I was going to gorgeous. watch that. Gorgeous. Oh, gorgeous. Watch, but I, I was actually looking forward to that. She's was, very good. Like, if you ever need, like, someone to play, like, an older woman person, mm-hmm. she's, like, and she's. And she's, Jeff. Uh, sure I saw she looked fabulous. She, fabulous. she is probably <laughs> one of the most honest uh, guests we've had. She told it like yeah. it was. No, she's good. And she just booked yeah, a I really role. I wanted to see that episode. But Watch uh, it on YouTube. It's going to play. I on will. YouTube. Yeah, I'll, I'll catch it at it, some it's point. A, it's a good. To, it's I, a good I, one. I was in LA that day, and I had to catch a flight to Nashville. And, no, uh, it, and it's I, a good interview. Some she, of them stink, but that was a good she's one. She's working though. She's working a lot. She just did the la- the the latest Jordan Peele movie. Oh, okay. just, that's like big time. Like going into mm-hmm. a Jordan Peele movie because he's like big time. Um, so I think it's all really cool. So, uh, so let's go with, um, some hypotheticals then since you're an action guy, uh, and I always love this. So, so if you could have been in any action movie that's ever been made in the world, what action movie you'd be like, Oh my God, I would love to be the star of this movie. Uh, I guess it's an action movie. Um, my favorite movie in the whole wide world. I mean, it sounds silly. It's Smokey and the Bandit. I love that. Oh, <laughs> my God. What movie. a great movie. And you know what? I mean, I can, be turned, I can turn on the TV right now, and it's halfway through the movie, and I will stop and watch the rest of the movie. Yeah, and, I love okay, it. Okay, fact, 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 fact. I've often spoken to Bert about his movies, and I said, out of all your films, did you love the one with Catherine Deneuve the most because you were making love to her? He really made love to her in real mm-hmm. life anyway. He said, nah, making love to her on the camera wasn't fun. It was making love mm-hmm. to her off camera that was. Yeah. But he did say that he loved his bandit movies. Yeah, they, yeah. They were birds, and everybody they were told him not favorite. to do it. It was going to ruin his career. No, they, they <laughs> were. It was his friend Hal Needham's movie, and Hal had never directed before and, and done anything. And they said, "No, this is going to be a disaster. It's going to ruin you." But he had promised no. Hal that he would do it, and he did it. And it was, uh, it was the, wait, wait that that character he played was the closest to who Burt Reynolds really mm-hmm. was. Yeah. In in real life, he loved it. He loved it. Yeah. And you know what? They kept giving him Trans Am cars for free. Mm. He never had to buy a Trans Am. They kept giving, every year they yeah. gave him a brand new Trans Am. Yeah. I, grew up, I grew up in West Palm Beach, Florida. I went to Forest Hill High School, and Burt Reynolds' right. brother was my high school football coach. 
Okay. And I yeah. was very good friends uh, with his, his nephew. dad was a sheriff, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I was really good friends with his nephew and Burt Reynolds used to come and hang out at lunch with all of us. And he would sit on the bleachers mm. and just like hang out with us just like a regular right. person, which right. was super cool. And my dad worked for the airlines. And for some reason, yeah. like he was like the liaison. So every time Burt flew in, my dad was the one who picked him up. So <laughs> and Ron used to be really good friends with his aunt L manager. Lee Winkler is the founder uh, he, Lee Winkler was the business manager of all the biggest stars in Hollywood. And he was with Burt from when Burt started off as nobody. And mm -hmm. that's how I got close to Burt because Lee was my best and dearest friend in the world. So I had mm -hmm. lots of lunches with Burt and he used to come up to the house, mm -hmm. Lee and Perry's house up in uh, Truesdale. And Burt was just regular guy. He didn't give a shit about Hollywood. He couldn't care less. All he wanted to do was get high and have a girl around. Yeah. So no, really, he liked getting I, high. He yeah. liked getting. He liked drinking. Actually, too, yeah. though. Then the movie you did, Poker Run, is kind of like a tribute to Smokey and the Bandit. Is that, well, the, the 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 first one, Stand on It, was absolutely it was a tribute parody of of Smokey and the Bandit, and then Poker Run was the second in the series. It kind of veers off. It's not on the same quite the same path. Uh, and then the, they're shooting. They're getting ready to start shooting the third one. Uh, see, I can't remember what the Double Down or get down or something. I forget what it's called, but I know they're fixing to start the third one. And uh, I'm waiting for my phone to ring. It also liked working with Dolly Parton in the littlest who house, the big, best little, whorehouse, best in little whorehouse in Texas. Yeah. He, liked, he liked playing a Texan mm -hmm. and he liked yeah. the accent and he liked that country boy image more yeah. than anything else that he had, yeah. had ever done. I never met him, but when I was a kid, my father pointed him out to me. We were at the Warwick Hotel here in Houston, and Bert was in the lobby, and my dad pointed him out to me, but I never met him. So I, so I just have a friend named Tim Phillips who actually works full-time. This is a full-time job as a Burt Reynolds bandit, bandit Darvel uh, impersonator. He travels the country. He's got a friend that does Buford with the gold police car and the whole thing. He's he's really amazing. He actually knew Bert very well for a long time. And Bert, toward the, the the end, when he started getting older, actually used to hire Tim to go with him when he was hired for appearances because he said, I'm showing up his, these appearances and people are disappointed because I don't look like me anymore. So he would take Tim because he looked like young Bert Reynolds and then you would get real Bert Reynolds at the same time. Oh my God, that's fun! Yeah, so the last movie that he did, the last action star, uh, was a really good like movie. The guy who directed it now, I forgot his name, even though we follow each other. But I mean, he came on our show when the movie came out, and it right. was a really good movie. We watched it. Yeah, I'm, I'm only sorry. I was living in Florida at the time, and Bert was up at Jupiter, and my friend uh, Nicole was going up to see him, and she said, "You want to see Bert?" And I'd say, "Oh, I can't today." I blah 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 blah, and she went. She came back, and she said, "Ron." Good thing you didn't go. It's not Bert anymore. Doesn't even look like him. He's bald and he's this and he's that. He really got old and sickly quickly. Mm -hmm. And it was yes, sad. It was sad. Time. So I'm happy that I remember him as being a yeah. spiffy, spiffy right. guy, not, not the other. In the chat room, they're saying your phone is going to ring. So let's tell us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let tell us about. Okay, so okay, so that's the movie. If it's nobody has ever picked that movie, by the way, like ever. ever well, it's not really that. I guess kind of an action movie, but you know. Um, it's an action movie. I've got a lot of a lot of favorites. You know, I would have loved one of my favorite guys in the world, Steve McQueen. And, you know, like one of his last movies, The Hunter, you know, and some things that I would have loved to do something like that. And you so know, who's your who's your bucket list male and female like actor then that you would like to oh, be gosh. to work with? 
Well, you've most of them were dead. I've worked with Mark Wahlberg. They could be dead. They could be dead. No, they could be dead. It's okay. Be dead. Yeah. Well, I guess right now it's really, believe it or not, it's Mark Wahlberg of all people. I, I've worked with him twice on Daddy's Home and Deepwater Horizon, and actually got Deepwater Horizon because of Daddy's Home. So, uh, and it, uh, I just, I just have. It's weird because he's not the kind of guy that I'd normally hang out with. But he, I've got so much respect for him in the industry and what he's built. This empire. That he's built not just his acting but his directing and the scripts that he buys and produces are, are are solid stuff and he always does a great job with them and i just i would i really have a lot of respect for him so i'm I loving love his movies him in a much bigger role than the little bitty roles i was in, in the other two but he's phenomenal though and like so remember I, there are no little roles remember yeah. that only <laughs> little actors i also uh i also because like i i've been a fan of his back from the marky mark days like i know the right, words right. all all of his songs and i know he disassociates himself from that but like that made a name for him and i like fucking think it he's did. awesome so i think that's an actually good one. okay what about a female gosh I really don't know. There's there's a lot. Um, there's a lot that I really like. <laughs> I'd like to work with Taryn again. She was fun. But, um, Taryn Manning, she's fabulous. Taryn Manning, yeah, I loved Taryn, and uh, I didn't even have a scene with her. <laughs> we just were on set at the same time, so we became friends. Uh, but guys, nobody really stands out. I can't think of it. I guess bucket list of all time. Yeah, bucket dead or alive, dead or alive, bucket list of all time. Gosh. The most still, important, still, the most important actress. Who's your most you important? You know somebody I really love though. She's getting. I don't even know if she's still working because she's so much older than she looks. But I still see her face on different things. Is uh, Rita Moreno? I think she's amazing. Oh, Rita, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rita is fabulous. Yeah, she's still alive, but gosh, she's oh yeah, late eighties now. I think. No, she's 90. about ninety-four. Oh two. my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah, Rita. She's still working though. I just read Deadline. Yeah. Just cast. She just got cast in something yeah. big. I, yeah, I, I forgot what, but stuff. something big. That's a really cool one, though. Nobody's ever yeah. picked her either. I'm positive she's out of the 80s because I'm 82. She's about 80. She's about 90, 91. Yeah. Yeah. I like love that, though. Mm-hmm. You know, we're living longer. When we asked Donna Mills, I said, you know, you're 81. Are you like me worrying about there's not much left? She said, no way, Ron. I intend to live to 120. And I believe she will. You know, she looks yeah. fabulous. Yeah. She well, looks about 40. You know, so many of the women are still alive and or have just recently passed away. I think y'all know Ruta Lee, right? I mean, everybody loves yeah. Ruta Lee. Ruta you know, Lee, you know, sure. Her friend was Debbie Reynolds, and she comes out of that that whole crew. And all these leading ladies from back in the golden Hollywood days, you know, we're, we're just now kind of losing them. But the guys all died, you know, in the 70s and 80s and so yep. whatever. But when you go back and watch it, you realize that the guy was, you know, 58 and the girl was 19 and they were in a love movie together, you know? Right. Rudely, Rudely is still a friend of mine. Yeah, and, uh, and Debbie Reynolds, I knew very well. Mm-hmm. And Debbie and Joan Rivers were in a limo that I got thrown into after a comedy oh, yeah. show. I sat between the two of them. Sailors yeah. didn't don't even use the language those two broads used. <laughs> they were going I love oh, no. Joan Rivers so much. I cried when she passed away. But wait, when, uh, I, when I was living there in the eighties, her daughter Melissa is, is my age, and. Uh, I had the biggest crush on Melissa. I was in love. <laughs> it was really sad, but that was right about the time her husband Edgar uh, passed away, and he passed away the same way my father passed away. And so we had a kind of a little bond thing that 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 we were both dealing with that. And uh, oh, hang on, and, go uh, go go back, go back, go back. Let Ron tell because Ron was in the car. I was. Yeah, well, what happened? Oh, I'm was, sorry. Yeah. No, no. We went to the comedy club where Joan Rivers would. Uh, 
bring her jokes and she invited uh -huh. friends, not audience. Yeah, Carlos and Just, Charlie. Right. And we she would go on Thursday nights and watch her prep for the Monday right. night. And we'd, we'd sit on the bleachers and she would do her jokes and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I'm leaving With and I'm talking. <laughs> right. I'm leaving and I'm talking to Debbie Reynolds. And Debbie said, just a minute, come in the car with me. We'll chat. I get in the car and then who comes in the car but Joan Rivers. So now I'm stuck between the two of them and they're gabbing. And what went on, I, I wish I had a camera. It, it would have been the... <laughs> You've never let I, I was laughing so hard that I had pains. You know, I have your pains in your jaw and like, mm -hmm. and they looked at me. They said, like, what's wrong with you? You know, why are you laughing so hard? I said, you two fucking women have got to be kidding. <laughs> Debbie Reynolds was Debbie, Debbie was Debbie was wittier than Joan. Joan threw really? it at her. Debbie Debbie was wonderful. I knew Debbie for a lot of years through Jane Russell. Jane mm -hmm. Russell was my best buddy. Yeah. So like you, we 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 wove through Hollywood and met a lot of wonderful people, wonderful mm -hmm. actors and actresses. Lucky us, huh? Yeah, yeah, wonderful. I never met Debbie, but I knew I knew Carrie pretty well. And uh, in fact, the last time she came to Houston, I, I wanted my mom to meet her. So I took my mom down and we and we visited with her a little while. And that was just a few months before she passed away. And, and uh, I just loved Carrie Fisher. Absolutely. I, ne I never met Carrie. Were you a Star Wars fan? No, uh, I mean, not more than anybody else. I mean, you know, gosh, well, I was. Some people are like yeah, really like yeah. into it. Like, I. Now, I'm going to ask that question. Did you have a best friend who was a famous, famous movie star? No. How come? No, I've made some friends of some actors, not anybody crazy famous, I guess, but, you know, I've made some friends. I actually met, and when I was living there in the 80s, I met uh, Nick Cage. He was going by the name Nick Coppola back then. And uh, and I met him, and we just just enough that. A friend, a best friend of mine was dating a girl that was kind of in his little circle of friends. And so I was frequently running into him at parties, you know, and different things or at people's houses. And so I knew him just to the point that that we would recognize each other and be social and say hi or whatever. But I mean, he wasn't going to call me up to come hang out or anything. <laughs> and uh, and a movie came out. It was called Valley Girl. It was one of his first movies. I fucking and, love Valley Girl. We just had Deborah Foreman on like yeah. a couple weeks ago. I love. Valley I thought Girl. it was so bad. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I really didn't like that movie. I thought it was so bad that I actually made a conscious decision not to be Nickel, not to hang out or talk to Nick anymore. <laughs> it was what? a horrible thing to do, but it's like I just hated that movie. And every time I talked to him, I just kept seeing that character in my head. And uh, but then years later, I produced a movie with with Nick in it. Now wait a minute. Is he is he is he difficult? I'm supposed to be in a, I'm, there's a possibility. He's not, he's not as much fun as Willem Dafoe. <laughs> he's, a, he's a method actor and his character in this, in this movie was a very dark, disturbed person. And so he pretty much, he pretty much stayed in his trailer. He would come out, he would do his scenes and then he would off back to the trailer. He didn't right. hang around on set and visit a lot. There were some publicity things he had to come out and do. We had special guests on set and things like that. And he'd stepped up and did all that stuff, but but as far as just being chit chatty or hanging out and talking or whatever, he, he was just nah. very quiet and kind of stayed in his stayed in his own little zone. But he wasn't you know, difficult. He wasn't difficult. Hmm? He wasn't I difficult. Call difficult. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, possi his little, little things, but, you know, <laughs> possibility that he's going to be in a film. I mean, oh, okay. I mean, a film that I'm in his film. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. not in my film. Well, his projects seem to be getting better. He went through a little period of, of, of yes, having to take on some kind of sketchy products. I guess maybe ours was one of them. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. he uh, 
his 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 project seemed to be improving significantly. So I, I know he's got some good his, ones now. He's, yeah, he, yeah, he's, he, gonna, needs, he's he needs money. Emerge, you know, as a as a a major guy again. Actually, he is that. a major guy again. He is a major yeah. guy again. He has yeah. like like two big hits and like uh he paid off all his debts, so he's doing good. And going back to Valley Girls, so do you remember in there when, when the one girl, E.G. Daly, is in there and she's like talking to him and she pulls her top off? So it's the only naked scene in Valley Girl. That's E.G. Daly. She's been on our show like ten times. She's a really big pop star back in the day. Right. Was a big pop star. And so we had her on and Deborah Foreman's been on twice. Who still looks really, really good, and I and she's the star, you know, with Nicolas Cage. She's the girl. She's the Valley Girl, and uh, uh, I think that that movie was so much fun, like back in those days. I mean, yeah. if you look at now and you look back at it, yeah, yeah. it's a cheesy, terrible movie, but almost all the movies yeah. from the eighties are. Yeah. My favorite eighties movie is Thrashing. Oh yeah, uh, Thrashing. <laughs> I was really good. From really, I was before he yeah. passed away. Really good friends with Brooke McCarter, who was one of the. Uh, yeah, one of the, yeah. One of like uh, Josh Brolin's, you know, best friend it was Josh Brolin's best friend in that yeah. movie, and we recently met the guy who plays the dagger, the, the lead dagger guy, and uh, uh, oh, so like awesome. I love that movie though. That's like one of my yeah, favorite. That's my movies. youth right there. You're talking about. So, yeah. Me too, and the, I was a the, skateboarder. The I was told in the 1960s all the movies that were made were transitional. We were leaving the great dramas and big epics of the 50s. And now we were starting to do a whole new kind of movie. Tony Curtis and I were buddies. I hate to ne drop names, but that's what our show is all about. No, I, people love yeah, it. I love it. I love no, it. people write in. I, my people say, yeah. Ron, do you, did you know this one? You know, they love when I talk yeah. about it. I'm old school. I love to hear that. So. Tony Curtis was probably my daughter's favorite. Leslie adored him. Uh, Tony was the funniest guy in the world. Anyway, he said that he made a lot of dumb movies in the 60s as opposed to the great movies he made with Burt Lancaster in the 50s. But that's what they were doing. They were transcending into a different era, a different way of films, a little more risque, a little more language, a little more openness with comedy. Uh, so that's why the 60s and 70s films, and then, of course, there's The Great Gatsby with Robert Redford that brought it all back to the great, big, wonderful films. So... You can't really say, Jimmy, that those movies were stinking or crappy. Uh, 80s, a lot yeah. of them were, though. It, no, the 60s, 70s, and 80s were all movies learning yeah. to be what we are today. I liked all yeah. the and music ones. Then there's the 80s classics like, you know, Porky's and uh, Oh, yeah. And oh, my Best God. Friends I, High and <laughs> we've, so we're, many. We're so really many. good friends with some of the people from Tap Fast Times and Ridgemont yeah. High. And I worked in a movie theater. I'll go back right? and look at who all was in that. Can you believe I know. Everybody's you know, like, in Reinhold, it. Reinhold, he was, what, 12? And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Porky's. I was a. I was a. Uh, uh, I worked in a movie theater. And so, like, I literally, like, saw Porky's, like, 500 times because, like, and I was mm -hmm. in high school. That was, like, the movie of of the year yeah. and uh, i had to go back and see it like three times because everybody was laughing so hard through the whole movie you missed half the funny stuff i know like they had the one guy his name was meat because he had a really big dick right. <laughs> right. man it was just funny it was a funny oh, movie. i remember porkies it was funny just just laid back funny who but, cares let's just have fun with the thing right it was well we, we, the reason for that was we had the korean war the vietnam vietnam war and we needed to laugh. Now we need to bring those films back again. We need comedy. 
they're not doing comedy anymore. They're doing these horrible movies that we have to watch every night where mm-hmm. it's so real. They're wiping their ass on the screen on toilet bowls. They're peeing on each. I mean, it's disgusting. Ron has a heart attack. Well, because we don't need to see this. We need to be entertained. Yeah. We don't have to mm-hmm. be reminded. We've watched movies yeah. lately since COVID, and like one of them, Juliana Moore is taking a poop. You know, and she wipes her butt. It, and she wipes her ass. You know, and like and on screen, and, and Ron's just like, we don't need to see yeah. these. Like, no, I these love. Are like these are stars. That's, that's I, a part of reality we can just assume in our minds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love Julie. I love her. And I've always thought of her as a fine actress with great mm-hmm. taste. Oh, my see, wife loves her. See, yeah. yeah, seeing that, I just lost. I didn't lose respect for her, but I just thought, how desperate could she have been to have accepted that script? Or not to just yes. change that Now, scene. I ask our celebrity. Somebody uh, convinced her it was artistically important for the yeah, film. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to, I, I ask our guests now because of that, this question, I'm going to ask you. Would you do a frontal nude? Would you do a urinating or feces shot? Would you do any of that in a movie? Um, I would not do a urinating or feces shot, unless it was like a waist up where you don't, you know, I've seen guys where like guys are standing at the urinals talking. I've yeah, seen that. That's, that's different. That's, that's different. different. Uh, I have no problem with that. I actually did a full back nudity <laughs> in a movie. Oh, what was the movie called? It was about the Hollywood Seven. That uh, oh, I can't even think of the name of the movie now. Um, but uh, we're basically a little row of guys getting put in prison, and they're hosing us down with the delicing and all that. So right. it's just a bunch, a bunch of us from the all back. Right, that's, you know? that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I had no problem with that. Um, as far as the for full frontal, I get again if somebody convinced me it was artistically important to the scene. <laughs> I don't think I, it's I, I might, but uh, you know, it, it's I wouldn't do it just for the gratuitous opportunity no, to do it. I, yeah. I don't think it's necessary. I was asked to do a front uh, nude scene, and mm-hmm. I said I will not because then everybody's going to be tripping over it and suing me. Well, yeah, and you know they got to have that wide angle lens and all that. So, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. No, I was never asked to do a frontal. I'm 82 years old. Who the fuck wants to see an 82-year-old nude? Actually, nude. that's not true. Somebody did want you to. Who? Because we passed it along to somebody else, and they did it. I was asked to do a nude? Yeah. At my age? Yeah. They must have been crazy. They got another six, They got another 80-year-old guy. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Well, I, I look like an 80-year-old naked, so maybe they can tell me next time. No, I don't, I don't remember this. After the show, fill me in. I forgot who it was. It was like it was during COVID. It was during COVID. They asked somebody asked me if you would do full frontal. Oh, and you know who we gave it to? Actually, not another eighty-year-old. We we referred Ted. To who? Ted. Ted. We Ted, did? the guy. Yeah, the Ted did it. I think. And Ted did it. I think he did. Well, he was. I don't know if he did it, but he's the one who. Oh, I gotta call Ted up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe Ted did it. Ted. The Bible-banging Southerner from New Orleans? <laughs> Holy shit. He's not Is he from New Orleans? Yeah, he's from some... Jo- he came from- to Thanksgiving. Yeah, Ted. Georgia. Ted oh, okay. From- Ted from Georgia. <laughs> okay. he's, he's dating that stunningly gorgeous woman. That yes. black. He's dating a black woman who's breathtakingly beautiful. I, like, love it. And sweet as could be. Um, so it's so oh, much I gotta fun. call Ted and ask him. All right, so you guys, this is Jeff Caperton. You want to check him out on Instagram? His Instagram is at Jeff Caperton. Um, check out all his cool movies. Um, he's also got some other ones. Uh, and Jeff, do me a favor. Yes, sir. Come in my movie. Absolutely. I want, I, I want you in the film. Yeah, we're gonna put him in it. Yeah, he might well, help. I, I, I think you, I think you could look like a good not. Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? 
Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. See, leave the beard. <laughs> no, seriously, you could look like a nut. I'd like to see yeah. you in a. Well, my hair's still growing back. I had to play a, a Vietnam uh, Army general uh, no, about two this, weeks this, ago. This time, you... and they buzzed it. I mean, and I was shaved in the back of the head. I looked like a skinhead, but it, was, no, it looks uh, good now, though. It looks good. Yeah, it's starting to grow out now, but it's boy for about oh, two weeks there. It was. I mean, the back of my head was smooth, skin bald. I mean, they buzzed it. And, uh, well, you're going to make a good Nazi. Uh, <laughs> I think you're you're not a. What, I forgot what character you are. You're one of the Nazis in the uh, in the store. You also just did a I movie forgot. with Danielle Harris. Were you in any of her scenes? According uh, to no. Roadkill, oh, she's a really she's really cool. She's yeah. like an icon. Because I want to work yeah. with you. I'm you and there, I. Are... There, I'm actually not playing a part in that movie. I just did some stunt driving. We spent about a month down in Florida shooting a big car chase scene for them. Uh, okay. So we were there. They shot her scene in a diner. I I, I met her in the diner, but I didn't really get to talk to her. Uh, she's really cool. Scream queen. Yeah. Yeah. Big she's time. big time. This way, you queen. and I will be in the same scene with Lainey. Okay. Lainey, oh, Lainey I you and I, and also the one that plays my daughter, who we can't mention, but you know the father and the daughter. So <laughs> now she's in the scene. The daughter, Lainey, and myself, and you, and also okay. the father of the girl. Oh, you're a friend who you know, who I thought was ill, and you said is not? Right, yeah, yeah. I actually <laughs> talked, I talked to his wife yesterday. Good. And, you know, yeah. I have a quick I have a quick story, quick, quick. You have to hurry because our next guest yeah. is already I, here. We interviewed, him on, <laughs> well, we interviewed him on our show, and I said, I understand you dated Lainey Kazan. He said, yeah, and she had the best. He loves tits. Lainey Kazan. He, yeah. Wait, he said she had the best tits in the world. <laughs> so I called yeah, up. Yeah, he loves her. Wait, he, listen, Jeff, Jeff, I called up Lainey. I said, Lainey. So-and-so was on the show, and he said he dated you, and you had the best tits in the world. She said, no, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> I said, yes, he did. She said, that son of a bitch. <laughs> it was 
Awesome. All right, awesome. everybody. We got another guest coming on. Jeff, we want to thank you for hey, coming Jeff, on. Congratulations on everything. You. Again, you guys follow him on Instagram at Jeff Caperton. You can see a bunch of the stat stunts. Have a great rest of your week. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. Me on again, guys. Uh-huh. Bye bye. Thank you, Jeff, for a good show. Take care, babe. Bye bye. All right, everybody, real quick, before we bring on our next guest, you can listen to the Jimmy Star Show on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Prime, and SoundCloud. We're on a bunch of other platforms, too, but those are the ones everybody knows. Um, and let's bring on our next guest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gary. Welcome, All right. welcome. All right, everybody, welcome. To, we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Actor, musician, extraordinaire, Gary Private. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Hey, where are you? In Palm Springs? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I was just there last week. Oh, well, we you missed go. you. We missed yeah, you. Yeah, I stayed at this little place called Caliente Tropics. I don't know what that is because we no. don't ever stay anywhere no, here. We're always in L.A. Went to Eddie V for dinner. Yes. In I, Palm I, Desert. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that was know. that was. That was a really nice place. So let me introduce you. This is my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, hey Ron. How you, how you doing? I'm okay. Good. So I, I, I also was I, uh, was with Joe Cortese last night, and I, I was with Frank Stallone, Mike Tyson, Eric Raw. I mean, it was a big memorial for the late, great actor, Paul Herman. Yes, I saw it on your Instagram. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was really beautiful last night. And we've had Frank's, I mean, we haven't had Frank on, but we've had George Cortez on our show. We've also had Eric Roberts on uh, on the show. So it's all cool. And we have a chat room full yeah, of but, people. Uh, Say hi to the chat room. I, I met, hi, I, Teresa, Angela. There you go. All right. I met, I met Frank Stallone and his mother at a party. And I was talking to his mother and she said, drop your pants. I want to read your ass. <laughs> she I said, said she was a trip. Yeah, she was a beautiful woman. What do you mean? Was she's not alive anymore? Oh no, she passed away. You're kidding. When? Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, I, I'm gonna guess three years ago. Oh, I liked her. She was way out. She was way, way out there. But she said she could tell your fortune by your ass. So, <laughs> I, I, and her son Frank was standing there, so embarrassed. He was trying. He's like, "Ma, knock it off." I forgot what party it was, but it was a very important party with a lot of VIP people. And oh she, yeah. And she was running around like, "You want me to read your ass?" <laughs> she was a she was a character. Oh, I'm sorry she, to hear. She was Actually, a yeah, but she lived a long time. I mean, she well into her late 90s. Yeah. But was she? I yeah. love it. Yeah, you know what? This party, I was with Jane Russell, so it was like 30 years ago. So it's so Frank yeah. Stallone is my favorite person that I follow on Instagram. And I saw that Gary liked one of his uh, posts, so I went to see who Gary was. And then I followed Gary, and that's how I actually kind of like met Gary on, on social media okay. in the first place so a long time ago. I understand you're from Sheepshead Bay. I'm from Sheepshead Bay, man. Yeah, I love it. I grew up. I got so many buddies from Sheep from Mill Basin, Sheepshead Bay. Yeah, yeah, I went to James Madison High School. Yeah, then you know all my friends. I'll talk after the show. <laughs> <laughs> so you oh, guys, yeah. you guys, Sheep, the Sheepshead Bay Diner. Oh God, I love it. it. Is it still there? I oh, love it. You the know, best... I haven't been back there, Ron, in, in uh, ten years. Oh well, they made the best triple decker turkey, triple decker sandwich with the pickles. Do you remember the foursome diner on Avenue U by the Kings Plaza? Oh yeah, that was years ago. 
Yeah, well, yeah, that was we're going to, to the seventies. Yeah, a lot of years back. Ron turned oh, yeah. eighty-two last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so I, I know I was born in Red Hook, in the okay. project, the Red Hook projects, yeah. and uh, so uh, Brooklyn is my home. I love Brooklyn. I miss Brooklyn. I, uh, I miss it too. But you know what, Ron? I miss the Brooklyn of the God. Yeah, yeah I, grew I grew up with. It's yeah. not the same, Ron. It's not the same. No, it's not because the Italians all got high class and they all moved to Long Island. Yeah, and and, and, and they got swimming pools. But in our my day, you know, people were people, human beings. We helped each other. We loved each other. Yeah. I remember Christmas going to everybody's house to see their Christmas tree. Oh, in and oh out, yeah. Cookies and cake. Honey, honey, sit down. What can I get you? What do you want? Look, I got money court. They look, I got lasagna. Look, I got a nice beef. Look, I got over there spaghetti and meatballs. Look, you want a nice you want it, you want a couple of ganoli. I got I mean uh, yeah. it was wonderful. All was, my Jewish friends that I went to high school with. I mean, you know, it, you know, I'm, I'm listen, I don't know. We were kind of divided a little bit back then. I didn't really know about a lot of the world, you know, until I was maybe 15, 16 and started going into Manhattan. But, um, you know, on my side of the street were all private houses and it was all Italian. On the other side of the street were all apartment buildings. They were all Jewish. And these were my best friends. And then then all my Irish friends lived in Marine Park because they were all the firemen. And the cops yeah, and we, you know, couldn't, all, we couldn't all have irish life. friends we were not allowed we were not allowed to have irish friends my father <laughs> no, my, fa my father said to me don't you bring irish home i'll throw you out guess what i did i, I married a girl who was dutch irish and scottish my father had a canary <laughs> so hang on let me brag a little bit here so first of all you can find follow gary you guys he's on uh uh, on Instagram, it's Gary Private underscore official, or his website is GaryPrivate.com. It's Privetti, no? No, it's private. It's it's not. No, my real, not last real name. name. Is, yeah, my real last name is Guadagno. It means to earn money. But uh, right, I'll tell Giordano. you a funny story. How I got the name Gary Private, I was performing at studio, uh, no, at, uh, at CBGB's, and Variety Magazine came down, and... Um, I didn't know anything from anything. I, you know, I just, I get off the stage and we opened up for the talking heads that night too. It was cool. So I get off the stage and this woman comes over and she goes, you know, I, uh, what's your name? Now I was always embarrassed by my, my last name. Uh, just growing up, nobody pronounced it. My teachers couldn't pronounce it. It was, listen, it's a beautiful Italian last name now that I'm older, but as a child, uh, I got a lot of abuse. Uh, so I hated my last name. And uh, so she said, well, what's your last name? And I said, well, I had just gotten dressed in the manager's office and on his door, it said private. And I turned around and I was a cocky fucking kid back then. And I said, I said, you know, hey, my name's on the fucking door. You know, I right. came out of my and she, and, and, and she knew I was bullshitting and she knew I was bullshit. But on, I don't know if she did it on purpose, whatever, but she printed me Gary private. So. I hated it. It pissed me off. And then all of a sudden I've said, you know, that's a cool fucking name. Cause back then, <laughs> yeah, back then it was John Cougar and, 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 you know, all these You're right. people, man. You're you know? right. My name is not Russell. I, I love Jane Russell all my life. No. I, I took Jane Russell's name. My real last name is Sasadigo. Try saying that one. Are you kidding? Yeah, really? Yeah. My yeah. name, my, my real name is Rolando Rocco Sasadigo. Can't get more Italian than that. Look at and us, I, huh? 
and nobody would give me work because they thought I looked too ethnic. I was black hair, black eyebrows, dark, very dark. And back then they wanted Tab Hunter and Troy Donahue. They didn't want, you know, Guinea looking boys. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, I didn't. So get I, I didn't get work. I didn't get work because I was too ethnic looking at the time. Imagine being Italian and being called ethnic. But anyway, I was. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that, now that I'm an old bag with white skin and white hair, they think I'm Irish. They hire me all over. Yeah, those, those days are gone. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. I'm going to do some bragging so people don't know who you are. So you guys, Gary was a teen idol. He started drumming, playing the New York club circuit. He signed to Atlantic Records after playing Calvin Klein's birthday party at Studio 54. He had a big hit with the remake of the Four Tops song, Reach Out, I'll Be There, which I listened to like 50 times yesterday on Spotify. Uh, I'll be there. <laughs> and then uh, uh, he also released Secret Love. Uh, Please Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. Like, are you the original on that? Or? Oh, oh, no, no. That was I didn't know. That was the animals, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, the, you did a great remake because I listened to that a bunch of days. Um uh, he's performed, you guys. He was on American uh, Dick Clark's American Bandstand twice, Playboy's Girls of Rock and Roll. He was in Team Beat Magazine, in the movie Flight of the Navigator, One Life to Live, Billboard Magazine. He's written or performed and written uh, for basically like songs with everybody, you guys. We got Foreigner, Elvis Costello, Lou Reed, Duran Duran, NXS, Yes, Bad Company, Alice Cooper, Dion Warwick's been on our show. Aretha Franklin, Vanilla Fudge been on our show. B-52's been on our show. The Ramones, Shaka Khan, Devo's been on our show. Bette Midler, Alanis Morissette, Mary Wells, Chicago's been on our show. Tina Turner. That's only half of them, you guys. There were so many of yeah. them. I just picked yeah, out yeah, the ones I knew. <laughs> that was a big surprise to me because uh, Warner, Warner Music took over my catalog and they made a deal with uh i don't know some other company some other record company but it's still under warner the label and they made these compilation albums and they put me on 30 of them 30 goddamn albums and they all have the biggest again the list you 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 name plus another 20 the biggest artists anybody you could possibly imagine and they put me on these uh on these compilation albums like 30 of them now they've been out there for about three years, and uh, I've been trying to, get, <laughs> I've been trying to get in touch with Warner and saying, "Hey, do I got a check coming or yeah, anything?" Where are the royalties? <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, there must because shit, man. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty exciting. No, you're on a long list of recording stars that got screwed. We oh, have yeah. so oh, we have so many that have come on big, big, multi-million dollar you know song people. And I said, "Did you get screwed?" They said, "Yeah, I got five hundred bucks." And that was oh, yeah. I'm talking about Joya, Joya from yeah, Joya Bruno from Esco, Expose, CC Peniston, CC. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, All they're friends people. of ours, and they said they got beaten bad. Oh yeah, I got I got screwed. I mean, they they probably. I mean, it's not you know. It's, listen, I'm not some major big time uh, star out there making millions, but I mean, I would say they owe me twenty, fifty grand. Yeah, somewhere. You know? Well, go after them. I. Yeah, I tried. I mean, it takes it takes uh, legal money to do that. No, get get somebody on contingent. There's a I lot of young get, lawyers. I should, get lot of- from, I should get Rocco from Brooklyn. To, you know, the author. <laughs> right. No better. Yeah, he would love that. No better still. I can get you Gotti's hitman. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But do you ever go to the Copa Lounge in Brooklyn? Uh, uh yeah, but uh, not when it was back in the heydays and you know i was i was born in 54 so 
you know, yeah, I didn't really start making the, 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 the Manhattan scene. No, not the Copa the Big Cabana in New York City, the Copa Lounge in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Then, oh, yeah. you know, then you know all my, my, my kids I know. I probably know a few, yeah. you know? I'm sure you do. Because everybody, everybody hung out at the Copa Lounge in Brooklyn. So then how oh, did yeah. you go? How did you transfer from going to like, OK, I'm a musician because like you've been in a ton of movies and TV shows and 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 actually your personality. I didn't know what your personality would be like because you play a heavy like in uh, even in your acting reel. I watched, I think, two different acting reels of yours. You're like half the time. You're always like the asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm always the Italian bad guy you know but not always not always, not always. I, i've done some funny stuff but right, you play yeah. a wise guy all the time wise guy i play yeah an asshole like i did i was on blacklist with james spader and uh he i pull into a uh a, a hotel and he makes believe he's the valet it's so he comes over yeah of course he wants to steal my fucking car i'm driving <laughs> I'm driving this beautiful uh, 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 1954 Corvette in red. Convertible red. It was beautiful. I got this blonde chick next to me, and I pull in, and he comes over to me. He goes, yeah, you know. And so I just say, hey, listen, man, keep the, keep the fucking car close, you know. Just keep it close. So I'm a, I'm a real I, – I cut him off. I'm really rude to him. But I'll tell you, working with James Spader was great, man. That was a big thrill. Me. And then he takes off in the car and he peels the car. Unfortunately, that was the end of my scene. But, you know, uh, <laughs> it was a thrill working with him. Man. Oh, I think he's phenomenal. Like, I'm a big I'm an 80s movie thing, so you wait, know, Gary, pretty in pink. Gary, where do you live now? I live in uh, in Hollywood. You're I, by, by Larchmont Village. Are you familiar with Larchmont Village? Sure. am. Yeah, it's a, it's a little kind of really cool you know, you almost feel like you're in Connecticut or something. My friend Beryl Davis lived there for a short while. Did you know Beryl Davis, the singer? She sang with no. Sinatra. Yeah. Beryl, no, I didn't know she time. lived there for a, a short period. Uh, so you like California better than New York and then you Brooklyn? Know, you know what? I I flew out to California. You know, when I when uh, Atlantic Records, Atlantic Records dropped me around 85 and I moved to L.A., around 85 and uh i got you know listen i knew everybody in new york i did every went to all the clubs i was really getting stagnant and stale and i felt really kind of bored with new york at at this point in my life and uh, i came out to la i saw my first palm tree and i fell <laughs> i mean i i fell in love with the place and i came out here with some with some cash so i didn't have to like you know scramble to get a gig or anything so i mean i was i was hanging out with mickey rourke and you know and frank stallone i mean all, all these great people i'm meeting all these people that i uh that i was fans of and now i'm now i'm hanging out with these guys which was really cool you know and they they kind of accepted me and and i did i did kind of always gear myself to making friends with East Coast Italian guys, you know, I mean, they were the most accepted, you know, acceptable to me. I mean, they were just, I, I, I mean, they, they accepted me is what I mean. Yes. If I could bring it back years ago, I would move back to Mill Basin in a minute. I think Mill Basin wow. is still beautiful. The canals, the boats, yeah. the people, yeah. everybody in Mill Basin has a heart. They're good people. 
They're yeah. all Italian, loving people. Uh, yeah. California to me is tutto americani. You know, not not it, for me. Not for me. They I, full I, of I, shit. I, they don't invite you back to their house. I had them here for dinner. They don't invite me back. They have no social graces. No, don't they don't. The, no. I don't know it's where the fuck they world. come from. They come from all over the country, from the right. the hills, and they come to California. I I when I came here in nineteen. First time we came here was 1949. My father shipped my mother, my sister, and my grandmother and I to California. I don't know why he shipped us out of town, but he did. And uh, it was different back then. You know, then in the 60s, it was nice. In the 70s, now L.A. stinks. I don't, I would never live in L.A. anymore. Oh, it's got, yeah, it's gotten bad, man. We're hoping that this new guy, Rick Caruso, comes in as mayor and uh, cleans it up because it's... Where's it's he going to put them? Where's he going to put the homeless up his ass? I mean, where are you, you know going to put? You got you, listen, I, I have a very hard-line solution to it, you know? Build build more uh, mental institutions, build more drug rehabs, build more prisons because, to me, it's illegal to sleep on the fucking sidewalk. And what sleep? We were going to Su Wong's house. Su Wong's house is selling for one hundred million dollars. It's a nineteen twenty-six estate that belonged to uh, Johnny. Lugosi. Everybody, Bell Lugosi. Everybody. Okay, up the block, up the block from her house, there was a guy with his pants off defecating on the sidewalk, and we were at a traffic light. And I'm sit- sitting in my car. I said, "Jimmy, would you believe this guy's taking his shit right on the yes. sidewalk?" Right no, down the road from this hundred million dollar estate well, up in Los, Los Feliz. You know what, Ron? I, I say, I say, absolutely arrest every fucking body on the street, and then triage them. You know, some of them put in. Uh, you know, I gotta open up the nut houses again, man. We gotta open up the uh, the mental institutions again. You know, I'm sorry that Reagan closed them because we need the nut houses again, <laughs> and. Uh, it's they either go into a mental rehab or, or a facility or a drug rehab or prison because sleeping on the street is just unacceptable. I agree with that. Hang on. I want to ask a question about your background. So first of all, is that you on the door? Is that a picture of you younger? Uh, not you? That, yeah, yeah, that's not that. Yeah, that was a uh, let me see if I can pull it up and then shove it in front of the camera. That was on uh, on on Cannon Drive in Beverly Hills, across the street from Cafe Roma, there was oh, a... Uh, Cafe Roma. That's where I lost hearing in my left ear. Really? Yeah. I was with Black, Mr. Blackwell and a few people at, at the, a show there, and the guy had a guitar, electric guitar, and they had the speaker so loud that when he was twanging something, my ear got affected by the speaker. I oh, never did God. anything about it, but yeah, I lost a lot of hearing from it. Cafe Roma, the owner was a real crackpot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so across the street was this jewelry store called uh, Royal Order, and my friend Cheryl Rickson, she uh, she she designs and she's amazing stuff, mm-hmm. amazing, amazing jewelry. So she had these pictures. She took a picture of me. She took a picture of Andrew Dice Clay, and and we were both on the wall. I'll see if I can get this up. There. Oh yeah, there you go. Yes. That's you on the left. Andrew yeah, Andrew, in the middle. Andrew in the middle, and I don't know who the girl is on the right, but yeah. So, so that's where that picture's from, and that's so, that's actually the picture. The other thing is, look, he's got a flying saucer. It says, "I want to believe." 
Oh, you have Ron to. Ron loves that shit. Well, you have to believe. You have to believe. What, what do you think? We're His favorite e- show is Ancient Aliens. I mean, you, you think we're the only planet that has life? Give me a break. Now, is that from, is that from something? Because isn't that the thing well, from, from the, the X-Files? X-Files. Yeah, the X-Files. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, they started playing uh, the X-Files on TV late at night, four episodes in a row, and I got addicted again. So I, I just went online. I just bought that like last month. Oh, I, I so wait a minute. So are you working now or you're just bumming? You know what? No, 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 no. As a matter of fact, so here's a really great story. I, uh, my friend Nick Vallelonga, he won the Academy Award for Green Book. Yep. Did you see Green Book? Yes. It was a fat, fabulous movie. Anyway, and you know, that was about the Copa and that was about his dad, who was one of the uh, maitre d's at the Copa. He was the, he was the guy. So anyway, I'm at the celebration party in Beverly Hills. I'm with Frank and, and everybody. And and uh, I run into Diane Warren, the songwriter. Oh, yeah, you, you have a song. I just listened to it on YouTube yesterday. Yeah. So so I, you know, she, she's brilliant. And, and I always love. So I ran into her. I said, you know what? I, I, I'd always wanted to do this one song you did, which was the theme song to one of the Star Trek television shows, uh, Enterprise. And I just loved the song. So I was going to come back to New York to do it because that's where, you know, all my guys are in the studio. And, uh, you know, I don't have to rent studio time, which is a fortune now. So she uh, she liked my voice and she said, hey, man, you know, just come into my studio. She took me into her studio, into Diane Warren's studio, paid for the engineer, paid for the studio, everything. And uh, I'm so thrilled and I'm so I'm, I'm still flabbergasted man that she took me under her wing and i'm about to do a second song oh good for you congratulations yeah. diane warren is huge this song is called faith of the heart for all of our listeners all you have to do is go to youtube and google uh gary private diane warren and it comes up right away and you can actually yeah. see the see it there we we used to play things but we're not allowed, like youtube if we play that youtube video they, they shut us off so we can't actually do it so i want to send people there or send I to know. spotify too, you guys because gary's got a spotify channel that's got a, a lot of his all his other hits on there and uh so how, how when did you start acting i started acting in in 2005 when uh nick valonga did this movie stiletto with Tom Berenger and Tom Sizemore and William Forsyth. And, uh, and he brought me in to play uh, Tom Berenger's bodyguard. Um, so that was a, that was a thrill, man. You know, that was a thrill. And then from there, I kind of got the bug and I'm kind of pissed at myself for not getting into acting earlier, you know, because it, it kind of, it, it's, I find it as long as it's in my kind of, you know, as they say, wheelhouse, as long as it's in somebody I know I can play, I find it fun. You know, um, you know as long as you put the work in, I, I find it fun. So I, I, I enjoyed acting. And then I went on and I got an Orbit Gum commercial uh, where I wrote the music and I was in a uh, bunch of things, you know, a bunch of things. And But I, I, I would say my most success is in music still, but but I'm 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 out there. Oh, no, no, so, I like yeah. it. I went down your IMDb. You have a bunch of different like you know uh, things, and and you're like Ron. You have a look, you know, that, that a lot of people don't have, and so it kind of like fits because Ron. Yeah, we look like yeah, Ron, Ron. Yeah, Ron's got that. He's got Ron. Looks like yeah, we have a similar look. Yeah, look great. Got, killers, killers. He's got like yeah. eight movies. He's got eight movies coming. I, mean, I also produce films, so uh, he's in some of mine, and he's in some. Yeah, other but I'm ones. always listen. I. I'm play. I'm so happy. I'm shooting in about two weeks a movie, 
and I play a grandfather. That's why my hair is cut like this. Normally, my hair is all different. But I want to. What, uh, what are you doing? I play a grandfather in a movie called Clowny. My grandson has a doll. It's called, a horror movie. It's a horror movie. The doll is called Clowny. Oh. Uh, anyway, I can't give the story out. They'll kill me. But I'm glad that I'm not playing, you know, Louie from Brooklyn or Joe from no. Brooklyn, the killer boy. I always play the wise guy He's because the, I have an original Brooklyn accent. I never get rid of my Brooklyn accent. I refuse. It's Everybody, hard. every No, I don't want to. Fuck them. Why should I sound like a <laughs> California faggot? I don't want to sound like a California fruit. Oh, I shot her beaver. Get the fuck out of here. You know, I'm from New he York. He does the priest, he does the cop, and he does the monster. Those I'm are from, his, listen, so this I'm, is new for him to play. I'm from Brooklyn. Brooklyn was around before L.A. was just an orange patch. Brooklyn was a civilization. Yeah, we welcome to the, what, the second largest city in the world. I remember seeing I that. Love, I, love, I, I love my accent. I love my heredity. and I love my New York, and I miss it so much. Me too. I, I'm, not, I'm not happy out here. I'm here because of Jimmy and his business and whatever. But if I had my way, I'd be right back in New York City with my real people. How, do you, like, how do you like Palm Springs, Ronnie? I oh, hate you- it. It's a graveyard. Well, isn't it? It's crazy hot in the summer. Yes. Yeah, well, that that's the, the least that of it all. It's just very difficult, again, to make friends. It's clicky. It's clannish. Everybody here likes to drink. Jimmy and I don't drink. We're not drinkers. No I don't like I don't like getting drunk. I never did, even as a kid. Right. So right. We, we really don't have anything in common with the people here. We only know celebrity people. Right. Not because we're snobs, but because they're the only ones we get along with because we have the business in common. But right. if you're not in our business, you know, they think we're full of shit. We're show off. So we think who we are or we're snobs, which is not true at all. It's their inferiority. We come to L.A. Them. once a week at least to go to an, yeah. a red you know, carpet event. I, mean, I like hang out with all the I, like you. I hang out with the, the stars. You know, yeah. my my friends were Lauren Bacall, Betty Davis, Jane Russell. Wow. Uh, you know, and the list goes on and on and on, and they're gone. They're all gone. Well, you don't look that much older than me. Well, I'm 82. I was born 1940. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wow. But, oh, just last week he turned 82. I just turned 82. But so I miss all my comp- I miss I miss all my friends. I miss all my uh, people. Um, Lainey is my age. Lainey Kazan. She's the only well, one. I my, mom, my mom was crazy about her. Oh, I'm crazy about her too. She's cool. That's a crazy bitch. I love her. Yeah. Lainey is a riot. Lainey is probably one of the funniest ladies you ever want to know. And, and what a voice too. What a voice. Oh, forget about it. When she yeah. sings body and soul, nobody sings it like her. Yeah, she was. So I wanna, Lainey's a good buddy of mine. I She's wanna, a pal. I want to ask him some movie questions then, because I like to ask all the asters and you're a musician. So I'm going to make it a twofold question, which you've already probably done. Um, but, uh, uh, so, so here's the two two part question. The first part of the two part question. Number one, uh, if you could have been in any movie that's ever been uh, made in the world, like in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in? And the second half is, if you could play with any, you know, famous rock group, any famous musician group that you haven't already played with, who would you have liked to play with as a musician? So that's your first question, two parted question. Wow. Uh... Well, I mean, movie. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I hate to sound so guinea, you know. So <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Wap, wap it up. Wap it up. 
I mean, uh, absolutely. I would have loved to have uh, uh, been in The Godfather. But but again, I was too. So you mean if I was age appropriate at the yes. time? Yeah. Anything, yeah, I would yes. have loved to have been in The Godfather. I'd love to have been in uh, Scarface. Oh, God, Scarface. I would have loved. That's funny. We have Stephen Barrow coming on the show in a couple of weeks. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And, uh, you know, musically, Listen, February, I believe February 7th, 1964, the Beatles landed at JFK and they changed my fucking life. They changed my life. I, it, if the Beatles didn't land in in New York City and go on Ed Sullivan and all that, I don't know what, what I would have been. You know, I was a punk. I was a little troublemaker. I mean, you know, I was, <laughs> I was, you know, I was, I was, I was, I had no direction and I didn't know what I wanted to do and I, I didn't major in anything in school and i was kind of lost until i found this yeah until i found music which which the beatles were my first injection of and they changed my life you know so i mean then moving on and going through my career if, if i could play with anybody uh i i love so many i mean gino vanelli is one of my favorite oh my god i love gino vanelli like that oh, was one god. of I, I listened to him when i was studying in college all the time yeah, I mean, I, I love Gino Vanelli. I mean, you know, I'd love to play with numerous people, even, I mean, even Elvis Costello. I mean, I just love. Oh, my God, I love Elvis Costello. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I love a lot of a lot of great people. I'm just not into hip hop. I'm just kind of. Yeah. I I'm like hip hop, too. And, and rap is disgusting. That is hip hop. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm just not not into it. Uh, Neither well, am I. I love it's it. Not, I love it all though. It's not singing. It's speaking. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, to me, to me, you know what? It's poetry, not 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 music. What poetry, baby? I'm no, a beat, no. I'm a beat you. I'm a cut you. No, I'm beat you. <laughs> That's poetry. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being nice. I'm being nice. I'm a I'm a kill you, bitch. <laughs> Is that Godzilla on your shirt? Oh yeah. <laughs> I fucking love Godzilla. Okay. Yeah. Johnny um, Johnny Mantis sang love. Oh yeah, he like that. Johnny, Johnny Mantis, Mantis is yeah, famous. Sure. He sang so, lyrics of love. Okay, so the next part of the question is bucket list, male and female, like you work with any actor, living or dead, who would you have liked to work with, male and female? Sean Connery. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Sean Connery, yeah. I love Sean Connery. Okay, he's give us a female. Only, he's the only James Bond. And, absolutely. Uh, yeah, the only James Bond. and Yeah, I mean, I, I just absolutely love the guy, man. He's, he's just amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say he would be he would be I my number a, one. I have an awesome Sean Connery action figure from James as James Bond. I collect action I, figures, so I uh, did. I used to have. I used to have a quarter, uh, one about yay big. Yeah, mine's like twelve inches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so fe, fe, uh, I have like hundreds. I have thousands of you action figures. You should only figures. have twelve uh, inches. I know. Well, and then uh, okay, so so wait, wait. What's the female then? The female that you would like to work with? Oh, uh, gee, uh. Well, I mean, if we could turn back time, Anne Margaret. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Anne Margaret, you know, I, I met her for about a second in a hallway, and she was very, very um, electric. I can't explain. She was like on her toes, smiling and charmed. Yeah. She, just, she just meets people and did that. She was a very lovely lady. Yeah, Girl. I ran into her. Yeah, I ran into her in a drugstore back in 1980. And, uh, and vivacious, I vivacious is the word. Absolutely. I went over, there. I told her I was in love with her and I, I was back then I was riding a Harley Davidson and I, you know, she was very sweet, very, very sweet, very sweet. Well, my dream girl was Jane Russell. 
and I got oh, yeah. to meet meet her. Not only meet her, but stay at her house. She stayed at my house. We traveled together. We were best friends until she died. I gave her her 80th birthday cake. Uh, oh, look at the big kitty. Jane Russell was my buddy and a great gal. Nothing like Hollywood. She was a real McCoy person. You have a wife? No, no, I'm single. Oh, ladies, he's single. They love him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Whoa. Well, we we have like a lonely hearts here. If we ha- if we have men, you can drive at night. <laughs> oh, okay, that that's it. That that's important. If you can't drive at night. They don't want you. It's funny. It's funny you said that. I just uh, I just went down for a uh, consultation to get Lasix. Oh, he just had it done last during COVID. I, yeah. I don't. I mean, the guy told me you know I barely need it. But let me ask you a question. How how do you like it? Let's put it this way. If I didn't get contact, if I didn't have the uh, things removed, I would never have passed the driver's test. Now I could see from here to New... I could see the Statue of Liberty if I look out my window. And what about read? What about reading? No, I use glasses to read. I don't want to get the... Uh, like My friend of mine spent a fortune, almost 7,000 bucks, and she got it where it's far and near, and she, yeah, hate, she hates them. She oh, hates God. them. She said, I should have got what you got. I only got distance. I don't mind wearing reading glasses. You know, it makes you look good. But um, I, my, I could see from here to Chicago. They, uh, they want like me I was do, 18. They want me to do one eye reading. One no, eye. no, no. You'll get I'm nauseous. Afraid of that. You, you will get, you'll get nauseous. Before I had this done, I was living in New York. And this is a true story. Yeah, I had, you have a minute and a half. I had contact lenses, one far, one near. You know what? I walked into a pole in Bloomingdale's. I did. I absolutely walked into because I thought the pole was further to the left and it wasn't. Fuck that shit. Go hey. get regular eye contacts. like, And you see 18 years old. I love Speaking my... Of, I used to love Bloomingdale's. I used to go there. I used to just... I used to take the train from Brooklyn... And, and get off there at 57th or whatever street. And or 59th, 59th. Yeah, I used to love going to Bloomingdale's, man. I, Me I, too. I, uh, yeah. I worked in Bloomingdale's as a teenager and got fired because the lady was saying, that shirt, this shirt, and I went bent down in the glass showcase and I whispered, lady, make up your mind. She was a store shopper. And oh, she shit. went and squealed on me, the bitch, oh, and I got go. fired. Oh. So hold on, everybody. This is Gary Private. Follow him on Instagram, Gary Private underscore official. Check out his music. Check out his website, GaryPrivate.com. Check out his new song with Diane Warren. It's on YouTube, and it is called, tell us again. Faith of the Heart. Faith of the Heart. And um, we want to wish you the best in everything. Love to stay in touch. Thank and you, uh, we come to LA Gary. a lot, so if we have any cool events, yeah. I'll get hey, you on the invite I'm list. I'll be in Palm Springs again within a month or two. Uh, well, call yeah, us. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Okay. All right. If, All right, if, guys. if we're not working out of town, you're over. We'll make. A I nice would love. Pasta. I would love. I'd love to, to to meet you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll cook us pasta. All right, Gary. Thank you so much. We'll Ciao, see you on Instagram. Bye, everybody. Bye, hey, bye, everybody bye. in the chat room. Thanks bye. so much. Bye. Uh, Juan, thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week. We have uh, Tony Moore coming on. You guys from Cutting Crew. All right. Bye, everybody. See you next bye. week. So bad, can try not to get so wrong. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, 
we in the mix, it's another episode Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Interviewing the hottest news that you will send to the celebrities Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude Chat room is live and you would be a fool Not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Come watch it live on W4CY Radio Miss some past episodes, download on iTunes The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Russell.